With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Locked and loaded, ready to go. Big Friday night. Slide over, baby. Kind of activity going on for you. Jason Smith is off. He tapped out. I don't know if he's watching Descendants 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. Couldn't rally. Maybe too much sunshine. We're not quite sure, but uh, if he comes back singing Descendants 2 songs off Disney Channel, Come Monday, we will know exactly what occurred. But he's out, tagging in, as he does so capably. Friend of the show, Aaron Torres, back in for another run. And we got another big NBA story that just falls into our lap. First of all, I was going to say, we agreed two weeks ago when I filled in for Jason Smith, you don't take a Friday off if you're a big baller, okay? Jason Smith Jason Smith apparently didn't get that memo. I hope he's okay. I hope it wasn't too much sun, too many beverages along with the sun, but I'm happy to be here. And as you just said, uh, I had no idea what I was going to be talking about coming in, and uh, we were saved by the NBA basketball gods again. Well, I mean, we could have done another three hours of O.J. Simpson, Hugh Freeze. O.J. Uh, yeah, O.J. Sorry, O.J. We could have done O.J. Uh, there is actually an O.J. story that maybe we touch on a little bit later, but... 
uh, and we will certainly with uh, Todd Furman when he joins us at 10.15 Pacific Time, 1.15 a.m. Eastern, uh, with odds related to O.J. Simpson. Some really interesting proposition bets have found their way out. But the story of the night, as we come to you from the Geico Studios, is Kyrie Irving reportedly... Done with LBJ's controlling ways and head games. Him and his macho head games. See, Eddie George Costanza, George Steinbrenner reference. I could jump off for those in my age range and those that live on Seinfeld reruns. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, that, well, I don't know what Borat has to do with anything, but that's good enough for me. The idea that Kyrie Irving wants to run his own show, wants to have his own ship. He's got a list of teams that he'd love to go play for, which – Interestingly, actually includes the New York Knicks, which really just made you scratch your head for a moment. But since Porzingis is, in fact, a unicorn, then perhaps he's looking for that that connection with that mythical beast. But I stand back from this, Aaron, and I'm saying, okay, there's a lot going on, right? LeBron's agent reportedly has had conversations with the Lakers. We know that the idea of him leaving Cleveland after this year coming to Los Angeles where he's got his business interests. Everybody says, oh, he's got a house. He's got houses everywhere. These guys have hundreds of millions of dollars. They have more than one house. He was in Miami. Then why don't we fuel that while we're at it too? See, he said, hey, there's the arena while he was on a boat. Let's have fun while we're at it. We're just going to watch his wife, his wife's accounts. Because that's how we found out last time when she said something about Akron. Well, and, and Gordon and Hayward's wife tipped off the Celtics thing right? like a week in advance too. See, so yeah, that's a, just follow the wives. Not stalkerish, don't get creepy out there, as one to grow on. But certainly for social media and journalistic purposes, uh, we can find some some nuggets along the way. But we've certainly, that's been one of the stories with all the movement going on this year is, okay, well, what about next year? Paul George, is he just a placeholder here? But it doesn't matter. We're shuffling all these deck chairs. It's all, what does LeBron James do? So Kyrie Irving, I think perhaps tiring of that, or at least that's the narrative that, comes out today saying, well, I want out. And I want out before he has a chance to leave me. One of those kind of moves as you go. And on so many levels, you're just scratching your head saying, well, why? But I'll take it from the Cavaliers' perspective. I'd tell him, I'll see you in hell. You're contracted to be here for another three years. Yeah, I, there's so many layers to peel back. And I think my first initial reaction was exactly what you just said. I actually thought... Maybe LeBron has tipped off Kyrie. Hey, man, I'm going to be out. I'm going to be out next July. You you do you, but I'm just putting it out there. And it was actually the exact opposite of it seems very much like Kyrie is – this is the preemptive strike from Kyrie. But it also is the thing of Kyrie saying what you said, Mike, is I want to run my own team. I want to be the guy. And it, it, I guess it all goes back to – how LeBron ended up in Cleveland in the first place. And I think that's something it's been fascinating to watch this kind of relationship unfold over the last three years, because, you know, when LeBron went to Miami, he was welcomed with open arms by Dwayne Wade. When he chose to come back to Cleveland, when he called up Lee Jenkins and said, let's, let's write that little letter to America. Uh, Kyrie had no say in it, and and it was Kyrie's team at that time, and it seemed like even though they have obviously made it work, they've gone to three straight finals together, although Kyrie didn't play that first year, um, it's never seemed like that symbiotic kumbaya relationship between the two, and it clearly came to a head today. Well, when you look at when you go to Miami and you go back to Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade had already won. He'd already been established. 
So naturally, you got to get more buy-in. I think from a, an organizational standpoint, you're going to give him a much better, bigger standing and a place at the at the big boys' table, for lack of a better term. Whereas Kyrie Irving, at that point, you're just fresh into the league. We see some shades of what you could become, but you're not the established guy yet. Which means if LeBron's coming, he's coming over the top, right? This is hey, I've gone all in, and you just flip your cards over the top, start laughing and raking chips. So as as we look at that, perhaps never felt like he got the hug that he deserved, right? He's even had to field questions about, you know, sticking up and taking over for Kyrie. But when we look at what this past year was, and and certainly looking at the Eastern Conference, and you've got the Celtics, and really, let's face it, what else in, in terms of what we're going to be putting up on the whiteboard for possible contenders is that, we we look at LeBron James and what they've they've been able to to do there is he just runs runs the ship. I mean it's it's that's it. There's there's no there, there's all this rearranging of deck chairs across the NBA, but LeBron James, whether you believe he's the GM or not, and that's one of the debates. I hope we finalize here at Fox Sports Radio tonight at Swollen Dome at Aaron underscore Torres is that we figure it out once and for all. He's either in charge or he's not, okay? No more fence sitting when it works out nicely that, oh, look, at this is what LeBron wanted and this is what he put together, or when things look like they're burning in a dumpster. And like, what do you want him to do? He's not a guy. He's not the GM. He's not the guy in charge. Like, he is or he either is or he isn't in terms of being the invisible hand of all of this playing together but for Kyrie Irving he's now hit that point where he feels like he's got his gravitas he's got his stats but for the last year and certainly going forward again bowing and owing to what the Eastern Conference is LeBron James took a lot of time off this year right took eight games off and you can claim I mean the numbers are going to tell a bit of a different tale but he was on cruise control the second half of the season don't get hurt the minutes were still up but he would defer more to Kyrie, and Kyrie was running the show. So haven't we already seen the Kyrie, I'm running a team ship for a couple of years? Isn't that where we've been? Yeah, I mean, we saw it before LeBron ever got there, which you alluded to, and he was a young player, but he was already an established all-star. I mean, that's, you know, you talk about LeBron getting a pass for being, uh, you know, uh, the, the the you know, fake GM of the team. Well, Kyrie had already made a couple all-star teams before LeBron ever got there. I mean, the big story was, of course, LeBron, uh, or excuse me, Kyrie winning the all-star game MVP the year before LeBron came back. And if you remember, LeBron handed him the trophy and it was this big symbolic, is he handing him, you know, the the keys to the future of the NBA and one star from one generation? Oh, I always love the passing the torch narrative. Oh, yeah. At the all-star game. Yeah, that's it. Middle of the season. When you're just in the middle of a monumental run of yeah. going to conference titles, when you just when you just put up 152 points in a meaningless exhibition game, so yeah, so no, I'm with you, and so we saw the Kyrie show before LeBron got there. Kyrie, I feel like, and maybe you feel differently, has basically had carte blanche the entire time. Yeah, LeBron runs the show on the court, but. It's not like Kyrie's hurting for stats. I mean, he's had 50-point games. He had 55-point games. Ty Lue runs the offense through him. Obviously, there are times when LeBron isn't on the court where Kyrie is the guy. And when I say not on the court, I mean, of course, sometimes just for a couple minutes here and there. And then for games and, in some cases, weeks at a time. It's not like Kyrie – and by the way, it's not like Kyrie's a bad player. He's obviously an all-star caliber player, one of the most individually skilled players in the league – 
But we have seen what it's like without LeBron James. And I'm not saying that Kyrie isn't a very gifted player individually. I don't know if I want him as my best player on my team, which is what he is essentially asking for. 25.2 per game this year on 35 minutes. Career high in terms of shot attempts per game at 19.7 shots per game. Shot 40% from three-point range and 47.3 from the field. Assist total sitting down at 5.8. So he would be your poster child of the shoot-first Ask questions later, point guard. And I was going to say, by the way, and there's so many layers to peel back, we're going to do it all show long, but shout out to Kyrie Irving. Every other player in the NBA is trying to team up with other superstars, and Kyrie's just kind of like, eh. eh yeah. <laughs> I got the best guy in the game standing right here, and I'll see him in hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, three straight finals is nice. I mean, look, I you know, that, that whole parade in Cleveland was cool and all. But, you know, being a Nick and shooting 45 times a game on a 28-win team would be awesome, too. I mean, like, in some ways, Kyrie is so oblivious that I kind of appreciate it. It is patently absurd that you would ever want to leave LeBron. But in some ways, he is just so oblivious, it it, it sort of boggles my mind. Well, it's one of those things we talked about, and certainly as you joined us through the year, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, by the way. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. As we talked about over the course of the year, nobody's getting the heat that LeBron does for any movement, any quotes, whatever else. Like Kevin Durant and people were trying to push this narrative as we got to the NBA Finals of, well, it was so hard. He goes to this team and he got so much heat. It's like, no, no, he didn't. LeBron got it a few years ago. And the only thing I had a complaint about was that dude just didn't want to be the villain and cried about it. And Dwayne Wade cried about it. It's like, no, if you couldn't read the tea leaves that that's what was going to happen, then then you're dopes. But Kevin Durant didn't get that. It was all on Russell Westbrook. Why didn't he want to play with Russell Westbrook? What's wrong with Russell Westbrook? Why is he so selfish? Why does he drive Kevin Durant out? It was nothing about Kevin Durant leaving. If anything, on Golden State, it was, wait a minute, Steph Curry? Why, why is he readily accepting? He got $40 million a year. But we'll get to him in about an hour's time from now to kind of talk about the the reading the tea leaves and the shifting sands of the NBA, but Kyrie Irving just gets to play basketball. Oh, yeah. He can have a terrible game. He can have a terrible week, and it's all going to be judged based on, well, did LeBron set him up properly? Or more appropriately and more honestly, what shot did LeBron miss if there was a loss incurred during that week, or even if they won and they didn't play particularly well? The focus usually doesn't stay on Kyrie Irving very long. Yeah, I had never really thought about this till you just brought it up, Mike. But I feel like for basketball people that follow this league and, and, and understand these players, I don't really feel like anyone feels all that much differently about Kyrie Irving now versus what they did four years ago before LeBron ever got right. there. Insanely gifted score, really fun to watch. Doesn't really make a team better. Doesn't Not great on defense, not a great distributor. Insanely gifted score. I love watching him finish around the rim. Not very good, you know, in other facets of the game. And so it's kind of fascinating because I never really thought about it until you just brought it up. But I, I, I feel like his, the narrative on him hasn't really changed. And so to your point, he is like the highest caliber guy you can be possible of another guy that kind of contributes to what they do. And I'm, I'm not comparing him to some other guys on the team, but I'm just saying like, we understand he's limited in what he's actually capable of doing. Apparently, the one person that disagrees with that is Kyrie Irving himself. 
We'll see exactly how he's able to push it. Coming up next, we are going to talk to a 15-year NBA veteran, teammate here at Fox Sports Radio. What happens when you have what should be a happy locker room? You're winning a lot of games. You're going to frequent NBA finals. But there's a bit of unrest. How do you handle that? And certainly, you run the gamut from losing squads and those that are competing. Not always the same as we would think, right? It's the story of, hey, just because you make a lot of money doesn't mean you're insanely happy. Same thing here on the hardwood. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. This is the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith Show continues. Jason Smith off tonight watching the Rocky Marathon and hanging out, watching Descendants 2 maybe, flipping back and forth, learning some new dance moves. Uh, a bit under the weather. So Jason will be back on Monday. Tonight, we're blessed to have Aaron Torres with us. Our college football, college basketball, and NBA man about town wearing some of the whitest sneakers I have seen. And those are good. What is that, a North Carolina blue, uh, maybe a little darker than North, North Carolina blue? North Carolina blue straight from the shelves of Ross. Ross for less. Like, How about these, that? These are like 29 bucks. They're Nikes. Uh, shout out to Nike. I don't think we have any sneaker sponsors here on the show. No, but we'd like one. At Swollen Dome, at Aaron underscore Torres. Yeah. Certainly Just along the way. Just do it. Just do it. We continue our talk of Kyrie Irving, and, and what better way to do it than one, one of our teammates here, Fox Sports Radio, NBA analyst, 15-year NBA veteran, our buddy Olden Polonese. You can find him on Twitter at Olden Polonese, the number one. All right. Jumping off of yesterday, Olden, we had OJ and the parole hearing. So I'll say this, at many a time I kept saying, where is your inner Morgan Freeman to say, I want to talk to this kid. If you could play the Morgan Freeman role talking to Kyrie Irving, and he's played characters of varying ages, what what would you say to him after today's announcement? (laughs) I don't know if I could ever do Morgan Freeman, but it's just like, young man. You don't realize how good you had it. <laughs> you got the best player in the world. You get that, that was a really yeah, good Morgan like Freeman, you, by the you, way. You forget what it was like before LeBron, and I think that's the problem right now. Kyrie cannot carry a team. I don't care how good he is, because he's only that good because of that guy number twenty-three on his team, as well as Kevin Love, Tristan, and everybody else that makes up that Cavaliers team. Kyrie is because he doesn't, he's not a, a prototypical point guard that shares the ball. And it's just unfortunate that he's made this announcement like this to think that he's a, you know, a central figure for, for a franchise. That's not it. There's a reason why LeBron is LeBron James, why Kobe was Kobe, Michael Jordan, these guys. It's, there was something about them. They had that itch factor. And it's not just one thing. It's multiple things that they have that make them great. He's not on that level. He's nowhere near that. Olden, let me ask you this. We were just talking about this in the opening segment. Kyrie, while innately gifted, nobody denies his gifts. I don't feel like he's any different a player now than he was before LeBron. He has a little bit more kind of exposure because of the fact that he's played in two straight NBA finals, been part of a team that's been to three straight. But I feel like he came into this league as an insanely gifted scorer uh, that didn't really play much defense, that didn't pass the ball. I don't feel like he's really changed at all, even with LeBron on the team. Oh, no, not at all. You're absolutely right. He's pretty much the same player. He just has better players around him. You know, I.e. LeBron James, Kevin Love, those guys. So they've 
allowed you know him to be able to make the defensive errors that he makes because he has people backing him up and he has enough talent that can overcome it. Plus, the East is a weak conference, so all those things are part of it, and he needs to understand that. That's why I was really taken aback by this statement of trade me, you know, because to me, why would you want to leave a situation like that? You know, you're in a great situation. And then again, maybe it's because he might see the writing on the wall with LeBron, you know, as far as like maybe he might be leaving. So he wants out as well. But to me, I would wait till it actually happens before I do it. You're You're under contract. So you might as well just play it out. If LeBron does decide to leave, then you can say, hey, you know what? Trade me. But until then, this is, in such a way, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers have become one of the most narcissistic organizations in the world because the talk is about everybody else and not them, and it's like we got to do something to get some notoriety and some publicity. Well, it's funny because that was the point I made here in these Geico studios, old and when LeBron James showed up at Summer League. That we weren't we weren't talking about him at all, and all of a sudden he injects himself back into the conversation. Exactly, and that's where they are right now. It's like they can't deal with it. They have to be the talk of the town, and so to me, that's that's a big part of it, and that's the whole organization. And it's unfortunate, you know what? Just let it be, man. You know, you all you all making money. You all well known individuals. Everybody's eating, as we say. So just let it be. You don't have to always be in the news, you know, for good or bad. It's just, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these guys, they don't get that. And it's tough, but I'm seeing it with the, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's a big part of their problem. Let me ask you this, Olden. Um, quick question is, you know, so much of this offseason focuses exactly what you said, everything that's wrong with Cleveland. But here's the truth. They were three games away from winning an NBA title. Um, we only have heard reports. We haven't heard Kyrie speak about this, but obviously there seems to be a little friction between him and LeBron. Do you think, as a former player, is there any chance cooler heads can prevail and these guys can coexist, or has the gauntlet been thrown down and you got to get rid of one of them before the season? Well, the gauntlet's kind of been thrown down, but you know it can always come back to, you know, yeah, cooler heads will prevail. We've had plays in the past. Um, asked for trades, and they ended up staying. I mean, we had situations where teams put the players' names out there for trades, and it didn't go through, and then they had to basically go back to work, you know. So it, it, it happens on both sides of the table, whether it's the players' side or the owners and the team side. So I think that could happen. I just don't believe it will happen with this team in this situation. Because there's always, there's been tension before um, from what I've seen in the past. There's always been some sort of, you know, animosity between the two of them. Even though they've gotten along and they want a title together, there's always been, like, some rift. And I think Kyrie has spoken. You know, his his agent, Jeff Welsher, was like, uh, I can't confirm nor deny. That's usually <laughs> a confirmation. <laughs> and going into the political sphere, you can make crack under pressure. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, coming to you live from the Geico Studios. 15-year NBA vet, our Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst, Olin Polonese, on with us, at Olin Polonese1 on Twitter. So, Given your tenure in the NBA, how many times did you have to uh, go to a teammate and try to calm him down when 
the shots weren't coming as he thought. Nah, they told me I was going to get 10 a game. I'm getting eight or something along those lines to to maybe get it cooler heads to prevail like the the situation that we're talking here. Did that that ever come up in in your experience? That's every day. I mean, I that's every day. Years, <laughs> uh, you know, over a thousand games. I think I did that over uh, over a thousand practices before a game. <laughs> Somebody was mad about something. Man, there's no way I, I I'm not getting more minutes. There's no way. every we all go through it. I've gone through it. My teammates. It's just how it is because most of us, what it is, is we want to be out on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know that competitive nature. You know, I'm upset when the guy is not upset and not wanting to be on the floor, you know. And so, to me, that's just a part of being an athlete. If you're a true athlete, you're always going to be upset. But, yeah, you know, you have to talk a lot of guys, you know, off the list, so to speak. Um, I've had teammates that wanted to fight the coaches. I was like, no, nah, you can't do that, man. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, Olden. Um, you know, so much of the focus, especially coming out of today, is not only does Kyrie want to leave, but he had, he has a list of teams that he wants to go to, which seems ironic considering that he's under contract for three more years. What is the possibility that the Cavs just say either, you know, I, I guess what is the possibility, I'll, I'll simplify it for you, that they just say, sorry, dude, you got three more years on this contract. We're paying you. You better show up day one and be ready to go. And that's my point. It's you're on the contract, so you really don't have too much of a leverage right now. And so I, I, I go back to thinking that this is more the narcissistic um, aspect coming out. They just they just want to make news. That's what it is. Nothing more, nothing less. I think it's a much to do about nothing, to be honest with you. They just trying to get in there. You know, Spicer came out and resigned. And so it's like everybody's taking their, their shine right now. You know, the war, the Warriors have messed up the NBA. See, there it is. Yep. It's all your fault. <laughs> the Warriors are at fault for this because they, really, they got people going crazy <laughs> right now. You know, the, I saw the list of teams. You're not going to be the man in San Antonio. You know, there's, uh, there's already an alpha guy there, you know, in Kawhi. And you have an alpha coach. You're not going to be the man. You're going to be second fiddle. You know, if you go to New York, you might be the man, maybe, but you're not going to win. Miami's, like, really the only chance where he can go and be the man. But, again, it'll be interesting to see. But everybody else, he's going to end up being second fiddle. But, see, the best about it, Olden, is he has no no trade clause in his contract. I'd send him to Detroit and wave at him. You know what? <laughs> and I've seen that happen. You know, GMs have said, and they just, you know, made – Altman, the GM, so I can see that happening. It's like, you know what, we're going to trade you somewhere that's not on your list. <laughs> and then see what, what what you think about that. Happiness so, across. As long as you're on the contract, man, just relax, play basketball. When the time comes, then make a decision. There you have it. Olden Polonese on the hotline. We appreciate you stopping in and updating us on this. I had a feeling you'd give us some radio gold and you did more than that, my friend. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, you're very welcome. The best. Olden Polonese, 15-year NBA vet, Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst, at Olden Polonese, the number one on Twitter. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon. And what we're going to do over the course of the show? Well, we're going to try to match Kyrie. If you can match him up, where is he going to go?
but in the interim, for your own self, on a Friday night, are you single? Are you dating on match? If you're single and not dating on match, then you're really missing out. Start searching and connecting for free today at match.com. That's M-A-T-C-H dot com. Match dot com. Coming up next, we react to a couple of things. Olden had some nuggets. We're going to go on that narcissism line that he dropped because, well, that's triple underscored in my notes. That's coming up next. But first, we step out to the award-winning update anchor, Tom Looney, and we find out what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show continues live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres. Find him on Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm over at Swollen Dome. Jason Smith at home trying to break a fever. I don't know. I think he just... Maybe he got a little bit too much sun, usually hiding in, in screening rooms and watching bad movies. Or he's just sitting home like, well, I mean, we're watching in the Geico Studios. We got Rocky Four. He's just getting to Siberia. We got he big does. things ahead. So maybe that's what he's doing. Or he's got descendants, too, and he's learning some new ma- dance moves. Either way, we'll see him on Monday. Now, Olden Polonies, as we would hope and we expected, you know, just dropping the hammer on this entire process and going back to our original premise some half hour ago of you're under contract for three years. Now you may not like the way things are. Look, you may only have LeBron for one more year. So it's the grin and bear it. You know, you're going to have this team down the road. They haven't been able to orchestrate a deal. Always a kink in, in the attempt of uh, the chains of getting Kevin love traded out of Cleveland, right? We had that whole ordeal with Paul George and all the rumored things that were this close to happening. My favorite thing, right? Right at the one-yard line, the two-yard, inches away from this happening. Unless maybe it, it didn't. But either way, Kevin Love is still under contract. He's putting up funny posts about, you know, kicking rocks and, and everything else. Well, first of all, I think Kevin Love is just thrilled that everyone is just not crushing. No one has ever There's been, nothing to say to him. Today. Yeah, yeah. No one has ever been a, a less warranted constant fall guy than Kevin Love. Like, Kevin Love did exactly what he was supposed to do in those NBA Finals this past year. I'm not saying he was perfect, but he hit threes, he rebounded, he defended. You want to blame anybody for the disappointment in the Finals, blame Tristan Thompson. Oh, by the way, Kyrie Irving, who we're talking about, probably didn't play up to expectations. So Kevin Love, I'm sure, just kicking his feet up saying, thankfully, the heat is off me for 30 seconds. It feels good. Here you go. Here's his tweet from earlier today. Life is amazing. No complaints. Things are a little peculiar, but no complaints. Now go kick some rocks. And then the hands raising up, uh, and that came earlier this afternoon. Uh, as of when this was captured uh, by the blogosphere, it had already been retweeted over 12,000 times and favorited 24,000. But we, we look at the circumstance here, and the one thing about the report that came out from Brian Windhorse that just really floored me is the fact that LeBron James was somehow surprised, blindsided, disappointed. Okay, Dad. He's disappointed that that this happens. Your agent has been linked to conversations with the Lakers. The will LeBron stick around in Cleveland narrative is so large, even if you don't perpetuate it. The longer you do these two-in-ones and leave things nebulous, and when Dan Gilbert didn't keep Griffin around, you made sure to go to Twitter and say, I, maybe not everybody had your back, but I had your back, Griff. 
you're my guy and I love you. When you're doing that and throwing shade at, at ownership and reminding us at every turn of the contentious re- nature of the relationship with Dan Gilbert, you're leading to nothing but wanton speculation. So for Kyrie Irving, part of it is I think just wanting stability as much as the whole I want my own team process. Yeah, I think there's two different things here between surprised and disappointed. Disappointed is what you just said, Mike. It's it's like, dude, you can be disappointed, but you have nobody to blame but yourself because you've left this whole organization in a constant state of chaos. It's what we've talked about all show long. They weren't that far away from uh, you know being a potential NBA champion. There are probably 28 teams in this league that would love to trade positions with them, but because they fell short, LeBron James becomes disappointed, and obviously he there's just a cloud over the whole organization all offseason long because of it. Surprised? Now, to me, that is not as shocking because, again, I don't think that Kyrie and LeBron have a relationship. It, it seems much more co-worker relationship than friend relationship. Again, we hit on it early in the show. He and Dwayne Wade were boys. They figured out whether it was a couple weeks before or a couple years before that they were going to play together in Miami. Kyrie was kind of forced upon LeBron, and LeBron was kind of forced upon Kyrie. So clearly they're not – super tight off of the court and it's very clear even more so than we thought uh because of the reports that came out today that LeBron was surprised. So I'm not I guess I'm not surprised that LeBron was surprised because as disappointing as the the end of the season was as we've talked about all show it wasn't that long ago that Kyrie had his own team and it did not go very well for him. Yeah, I think the the flow off of that is the the idea that if they aren't as close that there, there is a distance that winning doesn't cure at all, right? That's one of the resounding themes of this is, you know, in any aspect of life, you driving around wherever you are, we appreciate you giving us a few minutes here on your Friday night as you're, you're making, maybe you're driving for work, maybe you're driving from work, maybe you're here in Southern California and you're sitting in the parking lot that is any of our freeways. And we, we appreciate you uh, as you give us your time. But you, you know it in, in your own jobs that even if things, sales may be up for your company Maybe you're you got promoted, whatever. There, there may still be some some problems, some rifts, and and with the Cleveland Cavaliers, it's been the constant. The constant has been the unease, in in terms of how we're looking at this team, even though they're still as constructed, no worse than one or two in the conference. You decide whether you want Boston to leap them for for giggles. If we threw that out as a hot take, I'm sure someone would would start losing their minds. But they're still atop the conference, even if they haven't made any changes. Yeah, th- this is the part that's amazing to me. If the NBA season started tomorrow and Kyrie was still on the Cavs, the Cavs would still be the most overwhel- the, the overwhelming favorite to – uh, take down the 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 Golden State Warriors. They're the closest thing there is to a team that can beat the Warriors. Oh, by the way, as we've talked about for the last two months, they they fall apart in Game Three of the NBA Finals. If they win that game, maybe the whole NBA Finals are different. But it's ironic that a team that has had this much success, and I understand the core of it, it all starts with LeBron. They've been really good. That's the part to me that is so unbelievable is that all of these guys are trying to abandon ship. It's like. You're way closer than anybody else's, yet there is no harmony or happiness in Cleveland. Right? But that's just it. Even if you're you're winning, that it doesn't mean that you're happy. I mean, we unfortunately had to do this story yesterday. Chester Bennington uh, from Lincoln Park, death by suicide on the, the day that one of his friends and, and heroes would have celebrated his 53rd birthday. And Chris Cornell, who died by the same means. 
And from all you know appearances, I mean, we know Bennington's back backstory and his history and some awful things in his upbringing. But you talk about seventy million records sold. You're talking about all these different things. You may not. You still may not be happy, right? And still, that may not solve it all. Likewise, you may be winning, and for forty eight minutes, it looks all fine and good. But we don't know what's going on. I mean, it might look like a WWE locker room that you you know the faux locker room that you see on Raw as they try to do a work on a different character or something to that effect. So it'll be interesting to see how the Cavaliers, what their response is. Obviously, a new GM installed today. Congratulations to him. They bounce their capologist, keep shuffling the deck in terms of their their management. But so long as LeBron James is there, it doesn't seem like anybody's ever going to get rest. Well, and I was going to say really quick, that's exactly what Olden said in the the previous segment is narcissism at its finest. This entire organization, uh, it starts at the top with Dan Gilbert, down to LeBron, down to everyone else on this team, and it clearly has trickled down to the other players, including Kyrie, who does not seem happy there for whatever reason. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith tonight. I'm Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we circle back to the story uh, that – Shared the headlines with O.J. Simpson yesterday. How do you get to redact numbers and make that decision? We'll talk about that next. This is Fox Sports Radio. O.J. Welcome back in. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Jason Smith Show, Jason out tonight. Aaron Torres in for him. I am Mike Harmon. You can find Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm over at Swollen Dome. And yesterday in between OJ, right? Because it's OJ. OJ. All right. I got to get that sound check. Between OJ Simpson and the parole hearing, we'll have, well, the guy wore the Kansas City Chiefs tie. We'll hear what actually went on in the room and in the deliberations a little bit later. But the other story was about Hugh Freeze being dismissed. I'm sorry, resigning as Ole Miss uh, coach. I've got to make sure I get that right. He's walking away rather than finishing this out where they were going to invoke the moral turpitude clause. You're fired. In terms of, there you go, in terms of evicting him from his job. And, And as you've been so astutely pointing out on Twitter, and we, we talked about it a little bit last night, college football coaches and basketball coaches, they really go out in, in style with a, a lot of flair. Well, just in the last, like, five years. So I'm not even talking ancient history. I'm not even talking Mike Price at Alabama, which was a decade ago. Last five years, Lane Kiffin fired at the airport. Get your own car ride home. Bobby Petrino bus up on a motorcycle with his mistress on on the back seat who oh by the way he employed who oh by the way was engaged to a woman who a man who also worked in the athletic department Steve Sarkeesian which I think is the most underreported thing ever showing up to work drunk which is nothing to joke about but the insanity that that was happening at a major college football program and now Hugh Freeze and, and to me the crazy thing that the reason that I, I don't think it's getting enough play is because no one has played the 
I'm a Christian. I am a God-fearing man more than Hugh Freeze. This is a guy that daily was putting out Bible verses on his Twitter account, right. busted for uh, essentially soliciting prostitutes, you know, making phone calls, whatever the case may be. Uh, it just Allegedly, sh- yeah. Al- uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it well, was. I mean, it, they traced this one. It, it was a butt dial, and it was a series of events that caused the uh, yeah. AD to, to. But it was all coincidental, I'm sure. All coincidental, but we could take that out to a much larger conversation. Having grown up uh, going to Catholic grade schools and seeing all the fallout there out of religion <laughs> and everything else, we can, yes. we can, we can. Not to, that there's a necessarily a one to one parallel, but certainly you take it to a larger discussion. But one of the things that really came into into light and look one thing that could have happened i I, part of me wanted to do it if we had the other numbers the digits that were dialed in this particular case if i dialed all those numbers and changed the first in the area code who would i be talking to right so instead of say 513 i had a 713 number or go on down the line. I'm either in Texas or I'm in Florida or whatever. What's on the other end of the line? Am I finding a, you know, just a hardware store? Am I now the, in a library? I mean, what what's on the other end of that line? I was going to say, you wouldn't have been talking to Cinnamon from Tampa like uh, Hugh Freeze was. Well, there you have it. So Freeze, according to the Yahoo report, had the opportunity to redact numbers from his phone logs after the Freedom of Information request was made for his cell phone record. Issued by the school slash state, which is the important part about this. Uh, He said if he were anything nefarious about the call, he would have redacted it, which means out of that giant list, what else got redacted that was, quote, nefarious along the way? But on a larger scale is he doesn't watch a lot of TV and certainly not anything where there's crime involved. He's busy, apparently. Right? I mean, no, no Breaking Bad, no The Wire, no, I mean, just go on down. I mean, the how many times you see a guy make a phone call and then he puts that phone in the trash? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that was his number one mistake. I mean, if you want to talk about the morality of what he did, that's a whole nother conversation. Just get a burner phone, man. Like, why are you calling from the work-issued cell phone? It's not that hard. Uh, and, oh, by the way, this only came about because the guy who had the job before him put in the phone records request. That was, of course, Houston Nutt. That was a big setup. See, it plays just like a Hollywood script. Only in the South. But there, there you have it. Only in the, the SEC uh, is the thing that I think was resounding. I can't wait to see what the T-shirt and merch line is flowing out of this. Uh, it's just the latest. I mean, it's just, oh, no, by the way, Houston Houston Nut fired under similar circumstances. We'll leave it at that. There you go. You have your wonderful world of college football raising young men. We get back into the biggest NBA story next. Locked and loaded, dominating the ear holes of America, pillar to pillar, coast to coast here, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason is out tonight. Look, my helicopter crashed in the neighborhood today. And I what? still got, yeah, actually that was a pretty big story here. Really? Just a couple hours ago, there was a, just a few blocks from here, a, a helicopter carrying four people crashed. But you survived though. I Well, I crawled out from the rubble. And saved everyone I, else. Well, You're I raised hero. everything up, Quadzilla. I mean, you just get underneath it, you get a nice push, and away you go. Uh, they're doing fine. They're going to be okay. So you're a hero uh, is injuries. what you're telling us. You saved everyone. Allegedly. Uh, you're like Sully. You're like a West Coast Sully. Well, but well, that's now I'm going to have to go through a whole investigation or something like that. But the point was, I came in after a heli- helicopter crash. Jason Smith, 
I wasn't feeling so well. Oh, so he tapped out. His throat hurts. Oh. Yeah. So he's he's at home watching maybe Drago and Rocky getting after it, maybe laughing at my White Sox as they give up a huge lead to the Royals, maybe a little descendants too. I don't know. Either way, he's not here, so, well, he can beat it. Tonight, Aaron Torres sitting in for Jason Smith at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, college football, college hoops, NBA analyst. You've heard him on the show with us before. Uh, It's good to have you back in. It's great to be back in, and as we've talked about all show long, God bless Kyrie Irving. For You're give- like a rabbit's foot, man. I am. Every It's amazing. It's amazing. NBA goes into total chaos anytime I come in. I can't wait until I get called in three weeks from now. Carl Anthony Towns demanding a trade from Minnesota. He's going to give us his list of teams. It's going to be Charlotte, uh, you know, Dallas, and the Seattle Supersonics. We're not going to know how it's going to go down. But this is what happens. Every time I come in, there's just anarchy in the NBA. I can say this. If he is the guy that's able to get the push to a team back in Seattle, oh, yeah, that'd be kind of a big deal. He'd be oh, a hero. Yeah, and I'm I'm just saying, this This is what I bring to the show. I bring storylines. I bring headlines. Uh, we'd be talking NFL offseason winners and losers. Let's go, 877 <laughs> on Fox. Did the Steelers do enough to retain Le'Veon Bell and have him on the field day one? I just want. I was really fired up about the Giants secondary. I had like eight eight minutes of notes ready to go. Really? Yeah. So, Sweet. but it's okay. We'll have to save it for another time because we'll I bring the NBA basketball. Start story. doing some uh, fantasy draft. Hey, where are you oh. taking Ingram as a tight end number two in that that New York Giants offense? What are they going to do? I was going to say last time I came on, you gave me David and Joku from uh, Cleveland as a sleeper. Or I think someone's got to catch the ball. You asked, and I, I affirmed. Yeah. So, so give me another sleeper. Oh, let's see. Who do we want to go down the road with this time around? See, we we had the, the with the running back from uh, Indy. You're very high. Oh on, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Marlon Mack. I think uh, Frank Gore, who's just outside the top five in terms of career yardage, which is a very surprising, very statistic quietly incredible career. Another That's, guy, another guy like that. By the way, his former well, they never played together, but Edger and James. I know. I don't know why we're talking Edger and James on a Friday night. That's but, pretty good though. Yeah. Look, no, no, no. But see, it fits in well because last Friday. There was a legal legal notice that came out, a guy helping in the Russia investigation named Ty Cobb. Oh, yes. I heard. I and then earlier this week, Michael Vick making headlines. Okay. Yesterday, O.J. Simpson. So why the hell not? Let's get Edgar and James back in the, in the yeah. headlines as well here from the Geico Studios. I think if we're going to go sleepers, uh, I'll go Jared Cook in Oakland. Jared? A forgotten man staying at the tight end position because people are going to push all in on the health of Rob Gronkowski. They're going to look at Jordan Reed saying, a lot of young guys in, in Washington. So Jordan Reed, but he can't stay healthy, just like Gronk. Got to be careful. Don't overdraft. Go a little bit deeper. Jared Cook, who's not been a world beater, but in that Oakland offense, they're going to have to push the ball. Have you heard my Raiders spiel or no? You got a Raiders spiel? Yeah, I actually dropped it on Mike Hill the other day. He was a big fan. I think the Raiders this year – are the Cleveland Indians in Major League Two. You've seen Major League Two, right? Sure. So Major League One, for the for our younger audience who hasn't seen it, young, scrappy Cleveland Indians, you know, they, they have this surprise run, overachieve, and they have success. They get to whatever it was, the playoffs. I don't know if they made the World Series, whatever. But then in the offseason, the egos come about. Charlie Sheen goes corporate, or I guess Rick Vaughn goes yeah, corporate. Yeah, Ricky Vaughn goes corporate and starts wearing suits. Yeah, Willie Mays Hayes. Uh, becomes a movie star, Black Hammer, White Lightning with Jesse the Body Ventura. Also becomes a different uh, actor. <laughs> yeah, that's true as well. 
But the whole the the whole dynamic of the team changed because they got you know they got a little pub they got a little famous and so that's my concern with the Oakland Raiders they came so far off the radar last year and now all of a sudden they've been nothing but hyped all off season. Derek Carr gets his massive extension. You bring in Marshawn Lynch, which whether he's going to say anything or not to the media, he is going to cause a media circus every time he comes in. I don't like. I think they're still fine in like the trajectory overall of the organization, but I do think they take a little dip this year because I I just think it was a team kind of built on scrappy, hardworking guys. Guys are starting to get paid, so they're the Cleveland Indians for Major League Two. Thing to remember is you're also going to play a tougher schedule. We had that discussion about the Dallas Cowboys not even getting into the Ezekiel Elliott stuff, and oh, Des Bryant was late for work today. Never mind the community work he was doing yesterday and that he didn't have to be there. But that's a a whole other thing for another time. But last year, I was not very popular with Raiders fans doing the Sunday show, Dan Byer and I doing the fantasy show, because I kept pointing out amidst all of the injuries that were going on across the National Football League, Raiders really weren't affected until they were. Yeah, they, they were very, they were, they were very, they were very uh, injury-free. A bunch of backups and guys you'd never heard of on their depth chart until Derek Carr was put down on the ground. I believe we may have the audio of what he had to say. And we caught that on camera, the eyes widening. That, Aaron Torres had never heard that. That's him mic'd up. I know. That's all. When he went that, down. That's, that's a dark place to go on a Friday night. Say but. it again. It's broke. It's broke. It's broke. It's broke. And that's what you use when you're trying to get out of whatever engagement you don't want to go to. Maybe it was a party you don't want to go to today. Uh, you, you sprained your ankle or maybe it's broke. It's broke. I was going to say, you know who else thinks things are broke? Kyrie Irving in Cleveland. That's who thinks things that are is, broke. That is a pro segue right there. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And Kyrie Irving... The report is that he had a meeting a week ago. And in this meeting, this coming from Brian Windhorst of ESPN, said, I'm out. I'm done. I've had enough of this. And I don't like that the other part of the story is LeBron controlling this organization, his role in it, and and where we head from here. Now, a couple of things at play. Three years left on his contract. The eligibility for the super max or max power or whatever the hell we're going to call it in three years when he's eligible to back up several trucks full of gold bars or whatever the currency of the day is that we, we look at that would be lost upon leaving Cleveland. Not to mention the fact that with a no, no trade, that's clause, exactly which is difficult say. to say no, no trade clause in effect. Would you put it past Dan Gilbert to just say, okay. You're going to get what you want. Get him out of here and find him the coldest, loneliest, darkest place in the NBA. First of all, I wouldn't put anything past Dan Gilbert at this point. I mean, he he doesn't seem like a very pleasant person to work with. Although, again, I think part of it is probably he gets a lot of the scorn for a lot of headaches that LeBron creates within that organization. He's not getting any credit for putting the money behind. Oh, yeah. Right? Brings LeBron back, and whatever their relationship is, last year the report was LeBron wanted Thompson and J.R. Smith back. Not only did he bring them back, they gave monster long-term deals so the band would stay together. Yeah, and oh, by the way, LeBron asked for more shooting, more size down low. They get Kyle Corver. Who missed the only shot that ever mattered in his NBA career. Oh, and don't forget, they also got Andrew Bogut, who got hurt within, I think it was literally within a minute of going on the court. I kept bringing him up during the playoff. He doesn't matter. It's like, it's a body. 
Yeah. It's just a big guy to clog things up. He doesn't have to be good. He just needs to eat space. And when Tristan Thompson is doing absolutely nothing yes. because of the Kardashian curse, then then you bring in Andrew Bogut. And so up oh, the Kardashian curse. Yeah, it's a thing. It's real. Uh his investigative report. Yeah. Five part coming up later next week. Yes, absolutely. By the way, totally unrelated. Can I just throw you a total curveball? Hit me. How soon until we get the emotional OJ Simpson reunion keeping up with the Kardashians episode? Ooh. It's coming. I'd have, like to look it's at coming. The, I'd have to look at the production schedule. I mean, he's not going to get out. Until October. Yeah. Until October. Barring, barring something else going on, there's talk that for his protection that will have to be moved. I don't know how that then makes it easier on the outside, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, but you got to get him released. Uh, we'll have cameras there for him getting acclimated to wherever he's in Florida. The first time on the golf course, first time he goes to the grocery store so people yeah. can see him and shake his hand, maybe sign in a few autographs and posing for pictures. And then we got to get that into the production schedule. I think it'll be a very special Thanksgiving episode. Okay, okay. That, that's taped sometime in mid-October. Okay, I was going to say, so, so, so Lonely OJ has nowhere to go for Thanksgiving. And so Kris Jenner, out of the goodness of her heart, says – Come over with our family, with our brood of 75 people, and uh, just him and Kanye and uh, Tristan Thompson just breaking bread, huh? That's how it's going to go down? Now, what's the, what's the name of the guy? Uh, what is it? Disick? Is that Scott the guy? Scott Disick. Yeah, that guy. That's my guy. Like, if he's really drunk, you can have a really good conversation that pops off then. What if what if <laughs> Scott, What if if OJ becomes the voice of of tranquility where Scott is out of control and OJ is the guy that grabs him and says, Scott, enough. Well, he found religion. He that's, did. What, that's what we heard in yesterday's hearing. He also oh. that he was he was also the commissioner of an 18 team softball league. They're gonna that I mean it may crumble. It may fold. I know. What's the good? organizational skills, the computing skills, the emphasis on education that in that letter that miraculously I don't want to do this to you. OJ, I don't want to do this, but I got, I'm going to do this. I, this is the kind of guy he is. And here's yeah. this letter about the importance of education and everything else. It's been set up already. The one thing that he didn't do, of course, go to the mandatory alcohol meetings. That, uh, but he wasn't. He didn't have problems with substance abuse, apparently. Not at all. Not at all. He got through his almost nine years. He set up a lot of details when we thought he'd just be brief in his conversation. <laughs> No. But certainly there were times if if we were doing instant polling of oh, yeah. whether OJ was going to get his parole or not, I'm sure there were a few times where people were hitting the shiny red button saying, I'll see you in hell. No. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, and I wasn't on last night. We don't have to go down a deep uh, OJ wormhole. No, here, no, no. But... I mean, well, you brought it to keeping with the Kardashian. Well, I, I, I just, I just we're we're going to have prop bets on that an hour from now when our buddy Todd Furman joins Todd us. Todd Furman, my guy. Yes. No, as well as some other Kardashian questions that... There are odds to be had. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is fascinating. So can we go back to the OJ? Yeah, let's go. The, the Thanksgiving special. Yeah, so, the, yeah. So he's the one that has to calmly escort Scott Disick out of the house and kind of explain to him that, you know, uh, you're not acting correctly and, you know, we, 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 we have a higher moral expectation of you, Scott. Scott, it's time for you to go home. Let me call you an Uber, Scott. I think that's really good, and I'm going to leave obvious, terrible one-liners just on the on the floor here. Okay. Because there's a couple that go with setting it up at Thanksgiving that we just don't want to go down that road here from the Geico Studios. Mike Harmon and Aaron Torres with you. Jason Smith off tonight. He'll be back on Monday. But back to the, the matter at hand of, of Kyrie Irving and winning the day and, and you giving us uh, another NBA gift. I can't wait to see what you do for an encore and how this 
randomness and everybody wants to be traded. Everybody wants to wear a different uniform. Nobody's happy. And that's fine. You're all fighting to go after the Warriors. So I would like there to be some some you know malcontents and, and guys that are just not displeased, guys that are displeased with their current situation. But from an NBA perspective, either Kyrie Irving just can't stand LeBron James to no end, or he hasn't stopped and looked in the mirror and realized how good things are from a professional standpoint and how no matter where he goes, you're going to have a decided step down in class. Yeah, it was funny because as you just said that, I thought of the term winning cures everything. And none of this was an issue last year. I mean, Kyrie uh, at that parade, they obviously win the championship. He takes his shirt off. He's dancing on the convertible, having a great time. All of a sudden, a year later, you get back to the finals. It's not like they lost in the first round. This is the part that, like, and I hate to keep hitting the same point, but it's unbelievable to me. They were three games away from winning an NBA championship. If Kevin Durant twists an ankle, there's a very reasonable chance that the Cleveland Cavaliers are are the NBA champions right now. And now, because you don't win the title, because, you know, LeBron hurt my feelings, something, something happened there, all of a sudden I got to leave town to go play for the Knicks. Give me a break, Kyrie. You know, it's just it, it's amazing to me for all of the reasons that you laid out why this is even on the table, but the idea – they're still the second-best team in the NBA. I don't even think there's anybody close, maybe San Antonio. But the idea that he wants to leave the uh, uh, a, a near-perfect situation specifically for the East, it's unbelievable to me. I'd still just keep opening a door. There's all the money Yes. if you stay. You've got three more years, so I'm shutting this door. You're not moving anywhere, and let's just go back to work, and we'll enjoy LeBron for as long as he decides to hang out with us. Do you think at any point that that Dan Gilbert or this new GM, Altman, that they pull that trump card of, yes, we will trade you, but it's not going to be like, – like do they, ever, do they go to him and say, look, we have a deal on the table for Charlotte, and this is, it's go time. Or, you know, are, you, like, are you ready to do this because you're going to go to this basketball wasteland – and you'll get your 37, 35, yeah. 37 again. Because, like, to me, that's the move to make now. Ultimately, as we've talked about all show, it depends on what GM LeBron wants. And I think GM LeBron is going to be say, get rid of this guy. But to me, that's what I do if I'm the Cavs. I just go to him and say, you want to be traded, that's fine. But if you think you're going to Miami, you think you're going to New York, forget about it. Well, maybe you can then say, hey, right here, we got a former MVP in Derrick Rose. I know he had a three-hour meeting with the Lakers, but he can come in and he can replace you tomorrow. Maybe, maybe, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that doesn't hold a whole lot of weight. But I think that is the, since he doesn't have a list of teams, it's, he could give them a list of whatever he wants. Yeah. And they can laugh at him saying, we can trade you wherever you want, yeah. wherever we want to. And here, and because his salary isn't prohibitive, sitting at about $20 million as we're, we're looking at it over the next three years, you can make that match up real easily with a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. So Charlotte, Detroit. Pick, pick a team with no hope. Well, and there's a lot of teams that are going to want him for all the reasons that we said. He's young. He is a marketable all-star, and he's under contract for three years. They're going to get real offers for him. This isn't, you know, Paul George going into a contract year. This isn't Melo going into a contract year. This guy with three years left on his deal, they're going to get real offers to try and get Kyrie. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres. Coming up next, in this age of everybody wanting to move and shuffle deck chairs, one man stands tall, said, okay, come play with me. We talk about him and maybe earn a new appreciation for him next. That's next on Fox. 
Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back in. We appreciate you listening wherever you are on a fine Friday night. Jason Smith show. Jason Smith out ill tonight. We hope he feels better as he learns all the lyrics to Descendants 2. In for him, our buddy Aaron Torres stops in. He's a college football analyst, college hoops analyst, NBA analyst, and just man about town. And Good a Kardashian have. analyst last well, night. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we started breaking that down. So everybody else has jumped on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Are we going to start watching the Kardashians and doing breakdowns of that? See, I'm I'm Team Kardashian, um, but I've never seen an episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I just, I, I don't know. I just have never, I don't know. I've just never had the time. And I think you and I are lockstep in that we've never seen a frame of Game of Thrones. Is that right? Oh, can I, can I go on my quick Game of Thrones rant? rant go ahead. Is, go ahead. The soapbox is yours I, live in the Geico studios. Go so ahead. first of all, I was hosting last week with Mike Hill and our, our good buddy, Eric Fisher was, uh, Eric uh, was producing it. Not Eric Fisher. I don't know why I said Eric Fisher, but Eric well, was. Well, we produ- got Jeff Fisher fired. So Jeff- maybe that's why. Oh, oh, that I'm getting. That everybody. was us. Jason Smith, me and uh, Eric Dickerson. So, but anyway, <laughs> the three of us went we went deep on Game of Thrones, and and Eric was very Team Game of Thrones. I'm not of everything I've ever said on Twitter, it, which is insane. Nothing has gotten more <laughs> negative backlash, although a lot of positive backlash too. Outside, uh, there's been, never been anything more than when I said I refuse to watch an episode of Game of Thrones. That I that I, I actually took a little pride in it, and I said something to the effect of. You know, proud to say that I've never, you know, season seven, no Game of Thrones. The Dungeons and Dragons crowd was not happy with me. A lot of nerds uh, chiming in and and just tearing your boy Taurus to shreds. Got Lost a lot of follows that night, too. You know, I can go on and on about LeVar Ball, LaMelo Ball. Don't go Game of Thrones on the people because they'll get mad. Okay, easy enough. Uh, I do celebrate the work of George R.R. R. Martin. He is a Northwestern alum, proud wearer of the purple like myself and has done a lot of good things for the school. So we we celebrated him and his jaunty caps uh, and all of the good that he has done. He's also, uh, I believe, a Jets fan. Uh, so he and Jason Smith have some things to spar about along the way. Now, we've been talking about the NBA and the Kyrie Irving saga and the dilemma now for Cleveland and LeBron James. Can everybody meet for breakfast and, and talk this over? But one guy that is now going to maybe be looked at a bit differently. And and certainly Jason and I, very critical. Jason, uh, more run on his take that Steph is a system quarterback than perhaps any of the other hot takes or uh, pop culture things that we've, uh, roads that we've traversed on this, this show. Uh, as my White Sox lose in 10, uh, a walk-off for the Royals as I now uh, make gestures that fortunately there's no camera rolling on me here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. But I digress. The See, now my heart rate is elevated and the agitation comes through. But Steph Curry, a, a year yeah, a year ago this time, we're just settling into the fact that Kevin Durant was joining the Warriors. And Jason and I looking at it saying, well, you got a guy who's a unanimous MVP. You got a team that had won, what, 140? 40 games and and all these big times, number 73 wins in a season and just shy of finishing things off with the title, all of these things. And then they go and add Kevin Durant. And you just wonder aloud with Steph Curry, it's like you you know there were so many circumstances that took another ring off your finger off off your hand, right? Off your finger, that you now want this guy in. And that in the moment, like 
you're thinking a bit less of the leadership of it. Not not even going through the X's and O's of how does this fit, who's getting shots, because that's what we're doing with Houston. Who's fighting with for the basketball? And if they bring in Carmelo, does he come over the top, and is he good at boxing out and making sure he gets his requisite 37 shots a game? That's the number here on the show. You put it out, I'm just going to piggyback on that. Like, that yeah, well, you know, we, we, we have to be lockstep in these things. That the idea is you're you're the leader of this team and to some degree you've now abdicated that that responsibility to go all game of thrones you've said hey i i don't want heavy wear you know is the head of he wears the crown all that all that kind of thing and so now you look at it as everybody else tries to reposition themselves to compete with the warriors he's having the last laugh because not only did he ink a contract where annually he's making more per year than he made the entirety of the last contract that he worked under, but he's just watching everybody else rearrange deck chairs just to get a, a glimpse of what they're doing. Yeah, and it really pains me to say this because I'm on, uh, I'm with you and Jason in terms of Steph. Like I, I've been very critical of Steph. Uh, you know, I basically called him a role player during the NBA Finals, which to a large degree, I mean, he, at times he was. He right? was. No, that's exactly it. He but, still had nice averages. Oh yeah, yeah. Right over the the whole of it, it was still a, a strong performance. Just. Yeah. It just was quiet. Yeah, it was quiet, and it was clear that it had become Kevin Durant's team the same way that the Miami Heat became LeBron's team when he got there. But I'm saying this to say that as I watch this Kyrie Irving thing unfold today where he says, I want out of Cleveland, it gave me a newfound respect for Steph Curry. Because Steph Curry, you just said it, two-time MVP, unanimous MVP. It was his team. He was the face of the not only the team, but arguably, along with LeBron, the face of the league. Right. And... He says, you know what? I don't care, man. Like, like, yeah, I like winning these MVPs, but, man, that loss in Game 7 is really burning me right now. If we have a chance to go get Kevin Durant, the second most gifted basketball player on the planet, let's do it. Meanwhile, a year later, Kyrie Irving playing with the most gifted basketball player in the world saying, eh, I'm good. I'm going to go take my 37 shots a game, our, our requisite number here. That's right. I'm just going to go. I, I don't even care. I I I'll go to San Antonio. I'll go to New York. I don't care. I just want to get more shots while he's playing with LeBron. It gave me a newfound respect for Steph today. You're going to go out and buy a jersey after the show. Live from the Geico Studios, we're brought to you by Farmers Insurance. For the past few years, Fox Sports Radio has been broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines in La Jolla, California. Fox Sports Radio is looking forward to going to Farmers Insurance and to the Open again next January. And if you want to go watch the pros play in person and walk inside the ropes with Ricky Fowler during the program, now is your chance. As a matter of fact, here's one better. How'd you like to go to the Farmers Insurance Open and take another trip to play around on the Players' Championship course at Sawgrass in Florida? Yeah, you get another trip. Our friends at Farmers Insurance can help make that happen. Check out Farmers experiencecounts.com at farmersexperiencecounts.com not only do you, can you get some key golf pointers from Ricky Fowler and Butch Harmon in their Experience Counts video series you can also enter the Experience Counts sweepstakes to win a trip to both the Farmers Insurance Open and a TPC Sawgrass along with a custom fit set of Cobra Puma clubs Farmers Experience Counts both on and off the course. Visit FarmersExperienceCounts.com for official rules and a chance to win an amazing golf experience for yourself. Now, a lot of activity in the NBA. It's not just about Kyrie Irving. There's other things uh, at work in the league that seemingly never sleeps. We'll get to that with one of our trusted insiders next. But first, we step out to Tom Looney and we find out what's trending.
Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show continues, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We head out to the hotline to one of our favorites, insider, analyst, covering the NBA for probasketballtalk.com and NBCSports.com at Basketball Talk on Twitter. It's Kurt Heelan. Kurt, another quiet day in the league. Nobody wants to keep their uniform for next season. Yeah, apparently I thought the musical chairs were basically done as soon as Derek Rose found you know found one. But no, now now a whole new trade thing that frankly could drag into training camp to go along with the Carmelo trade drama is, has surfaced with uh, Kyrie Irving. Well, when we look at, at Kyrie in this particular instance, the uh, we always think winning cures all ills, right? Clearly winning a lot of games and falling just short is, isn't enough. I, I don't re- recall hearing that there was this much, I guess animosity would be the word, related to Re- LeBron James and the relationship there. No, this caught everybody in the league off guard. I mean, look, they don't always get along. Sure. You know, there's been some tension there, but it hasn't, you know, end of the day, they seem to be able to get through it. They, Like you said, they've reached the finals three straight years. They've won a ring. This, They are the best team in the East. And nobody really saw this coming. I, I think for Kyrie, this is kind of preemptive. This is kind of like, well, LeBron looks like he's going to leave in 2018, and if he's not going to be loyal, I'm going to take charge of my own destiny. I'm getting out on my – in theory, getting out on his own terms, he actually has no leverage in this one. Right. <laughs> but, but, but he's. Uh, I, I think that this was kind of just preemptive, but it caught everybody, LeBron included, just off guard. You know, obviously Kyrie still being under contract for a couple more years. At this point, is there anything that can happen? It, it seems like there should be, but can. Is there any way that LeBron and Kyrie can mend this relationship and save kind of what they've built in Cleveland? Because, again, it does seem like it completely came out of nowhere, and it would be an awful lot to blow up after making three straight NBA Finals. I think so. I think there's a certain – there's even a precedent here. Because remember the Kobe, Kobe Bryant 2007 – was it 2007? 2008? Trade me rant. Right. Where he's like, oh, get me out of here. I want out of this. Um, and the Lakers were like, yeah, we'll look. We'll look around. No, we're not finding anything. You know, we couldn't find a deal. They didn't look very hard. And eventually they mended that fence. Uh, everything gets worked out with Andrew Minham. Eventually they go on to win a couple more titles when they get Gasol. So it's a little interesting to me that that you could try to do that. But it really depends on just how deep is Kyrie's dissatisfaction. Because in June, like a month ago, he wasn't saying any of this. He was talking about keeping it together and what can they do to chase the you know, Warriors again next season. It's like one month later, he how mad is he? And now, and the flip side of that now is like how angry is LeBron? Can, is LeBron willing to forgive and forget or not? I'm 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 not. I don't know if they can do this, but if I'm the Cavs, I've got to think about that as an option. Well, that's one of the things that's pretty interesting in this whole process, right? Is that we've had all the yeah. reports of. LeBron's agent talking to the Lakers and the courtship and all of these rumor, conjecture, speculation of where LeBron will be playing basketball after one more season. So to see the the tables turned on him almost as if it was a WWE work that Aaron and I put down on papers a little bit earlier. But I, I think the question now comes with Kobe Altman installed as GM as of today, how much was he 
at the forefront of this meeting a week ago, or is this kind of all right? It's your mess. Go figure it out. No, he was in that meeting. He's been a, he's basically been the functioning GM since the start of of training camp. So he was in on this. But I do think that David Griffin not being there and the lack of the lack of vision overall in this organization as they try to evolve in, in, and keep winning is part of what's going on here with him and LeBron. I mean, because you look this summer, forget what Boston did or Houston did, the Warriors were capped out, all the same problems, and they got better. Like, not only did they keep their own guys, I mean, they go out and get Omri Caspi, and they go out and get, they make, a, they, they buy a draft pick and get Jordan Bell. Yeah, mock the Bulls while make, you're at it, Kurt. Kick me what? in the teeth while you're at it, mocking the Bulls yeah, exactly. for selling it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if you're rebuilding, the first thing you should start doing is selling off <laughs> trades because, because because the Reinsdorfs are hurting. I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's it's so. Look, but the, the point is, the Warriors get better. The Spurs do this every year. They just get they, they find guys, they develop guys. They had you know Brent, Brent Forbes out looking great in summer league. Like they always seem to be finding guys. The Cavs aren't that team. They aren't. They haven't been that kind of organization, and it makes it feel sort of like Miami towards the end, where you're like, "Well, this team got old fast. What are they going to do?" Oh, good. They're going to get Jose Calderon. That'll solve it. So <laughs> I, I think that, that I think that's part of it, but it seems to run deeper than that. You know, this afternoon, Kevin Love sent out a pretty interesting tweet, and for yeah. people, yeah, for people who didn't see it, I'll just say it really quick. He basically said, "Life is amazing." And he just basically said, kick his feet up, you know, kick rocks for people who who aren't with us. Is that Kevin Love just being happy that the heat is off of him? Is that Kevin Love saying, we don't need Kyrie? What did you make of that tweet from Kevin Love? More the latter. More of like, if you don't want to be here, go. Type of, I mean, to me, that's kind of how that came on. He he, um, he quoted Kyrie in that, you know, or kind of almost subtweeted him from a comment to um, um, Kyrie had made earlier in the week. So I think that that was more that, like, hey, if you're not here, we don't want you. And I think, by the way, if you're Cleveland and you're looking at trades, that becomes your next question. Do we start thinking, all right, LeBron's gone, let's get young players and picks and maybe even consider trading LeBron. And, like, if we're going to tear this down, let's do it now and get what we can and really, you know, go full, you know, 76ers on this thing and get as much just start hoarding picks or do you say we can keep LeBron if we make a deal where we can get somebody who can help us now when I'm not sure if Carmelo Anthony is that guy or maybe you deal with with um, Phoenix and you see if you can get Eric Bledsoe and a nice young player and say and say hey you know we just got an athletic wing and we got Eric Bledsoe who can run the point and is a better defender uh, he's not as good as Kyrie but you know he's he's we don't take a huge huge step back here They've got to decide what direction they want to go. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'd really love to see a trade scenario worked out where LeBron comes to the Lakers and then upon exiting the building, the Luol Dang contract, they immediately erect <laughs> a statue of Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka arm in arm like they've just won some major championship. Yeah. By the way, I, I think I think Magic's already got one, just for the record. Uh, no, that's yeah. what I mean. you got to give him a new one now in a suit. Exactly. They <laughs> – they, I will say this, I, I will see how that tenure goes long-term, but, man, they've instilled hope really quickly in that organization. It, it'd, be inter- they, it'd be interesting to see if anybody will take that dang contract back. The thing is, he can still play a little. Like This isn't like Mozgov where they had to throw in a former number two pick to get <laughs> right. somebody to take him, like for all of his flaws. I mean, D'Angelo Russell has got some skills. 
Dang can give you a little something still. So I, the Lakers would love to move that deal. It's kind of like that, that everybody's now trying to pitch the Carmelo for Kyrie Irving trade. Like, I'm not sure that comes together. But, you know, hey, you take my – I got to dump this guy. I'll take your bad contract, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Back to Kyrie really quick. Obviously, it's tough to answer this question without knowing what team he would go to. But if he is the face of the franchise – what do people around the league think about that franchise's kind of viability? Because you just mentioned he's not a great defender. He doesn't make other players around him better. If Kyrie Irving is your best player, and we're not going to name a team specifically, but what do people think the ceiling of that team actually is? If you put enough players around him, you can, I mean, if, again, assuming he's your best player. Right. You can still – you could be a playoff team, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's good enough to put you in the top – two or three. I mean, the best case scenario is almost like if you could get another guy equal to him and make a, I don't know, a Toronto kind of team where you've got some powerful backcourts and you're able to overcome the defensive flaws. But I got a feeling, honestly, it would look more like Portland. Like, hey, that's a really nice team. There you go. Fox. How far can they go? Right. That's Well, that's the question we're answering uh, or trying to answer along the way. Is it just shuffling deck chairs and being there with us all the way? We appreciate you jumping on, Kurt. Hey, anytime, guys. All right, enjoy the weekend. We'll see what craziness comes up next. Kurt Heelan covering the NBA for ProBasketballTalk.com, NBCSports.com, at Basketball Talk on Twitter. It's the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I am Mike Arman. Jason will be back on Monday under the weather a little bit on a Friday night. Coming up next, yesterday was the parole hearing. We hear from one of the parole board members. Yeah, the guy with the Chiefs tie. He talked. That's next. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show, coming to you live from the Geico Studios. Jason Smith out tonight. I'm Mike Harmon in for Jason Smith. Our friend Aaron Torres back with us talking basketball. And every time he shows up, we get a giant gift of a story. So thank you. You're welcome. I told you. Next time I come, Carl Anthony Towns to the Supersonics. It's done. It's a wrap. And it's so you're not coming back for a couple of years? Or does that have to go through some legalese, buddy? I mean, I, I don't know. That's what you think. Look at that. Just That's what you call a tease. That's what you call a tease here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Now, yesterday, big story. We'll get back into Kyrie Irving, narcissism, and where the Cleveland Cavaliers are in the pecking order of the NBA. They just want to be... They just want to be loved is, I think, really what it all comes down to. But yesterday, the big story was O.J. Simpson and his parole board. O.J. Yeah, parole board hearing. And there were a lot of things that fell out, a lot of the conversation about, well, what O.J. said. Did he say too much? The lawyer, who was very verbose at times, uh, I don't think very verbose. You just say verbose, but that's a whole other thing. We'll get back into grammar class and, and proper uh, grammar another time. But the the fact of the matter is there were a lot of twists and turns along the way and details. But one thing that dominated Twitter was the fact that one member of the parole board was actually wearing a Kansas City Chiefs tie. Turns out on a message board, this had been discussed early on uh, as much uh, as a week ago. And then 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City, well, Fesco and and Welch, Bob Fesco in the morning, well, had him had Andy Endel on today. Yes, fresh off the parole board hearing, and ask, what about this tie? 
Oh, I don't know. Just they were they thought I was disrespectful or something, you know. And it don't matter. Lots of people are mad at our decision. So, you know, I knew people were gonna be upset one way or the other and it just doesn't matter. I we made a decision there and then I also made a decision to wear the tie and that's I figure it's probably Bronco and Raider fans that don't like my tie anyway. There you go. He has while well, ties back to Kansas City, decided to show as a lifelong Chiefs fan a little bit of love. I, I guess his broader point of like, yeah, if you're mad at me about the tie versus about, you know, freeing O.J. Simpson, in the grand scheme, the tie really isn't that big of a deal. I'm sure you guys broke it down at length last night. I wasn't a fan of the move. I just, it, it's a very, like, me first, like, make it about me. I love, by the way, him saying, and he didn't say it in this audio specifically, but he said it, uh, you know, at some point today. Oh, I had no idea it was going to blow up like this. Dude, really? Arguably the most famous, uh, you know, murder trial that has ever happened in America. That guy, and he was found innocent there, so we're not talking about that. But this guy no, was- No, 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 not innocent. Not guilty. Yeah. <laughs> big, big difference yeah, yeah. there. He was found not guilty, but it was the biggest murder trial in the history of our country, and now he's getting paroled for a sec- separate crime- but you had no idea that it would be a big deal that you wore a very specific tie. I find that very hard to believe. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm conspiracy theory guy. I don't believe this guy for a second that he had no idea this was going to Oh, play. no, he was going to get run. I think this was all a play to get some tickets or somebody to show him some love. That's what I'm saying. He's making it about him. Yeah, so when we, we certainly looked at it, when you talk about the, the trial from the mid-'90s, but it had everything you throw in, and part of the story is now – for a lot of people, O.J. Simpson is a TV figure more than he is uh, an accused double murderer. And for this specific trial, many believe that the length of time that he got with no evidence that he ever actually held a gun in his hand, that he got too severe a penalty. But the the board member also explained, well, why he got paroled. When I looked at it, he comes out as a low risk on our uh, validated instrument that's been done by a professional, gives us statistics on the chance of this guy reoffending. And so that's what we use on everybody we see. We score him in certain ways and certain factors. And uh, he came out as a low risk. He has limited criminal history, technically. And uh, I would have told an average guy that with that type of sentence structure and his uh, background. How about that? Just throwing it out, the dot, 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 like you could see the thought bubble? Well, technically. And then he actually said, technically, which is what you've done, right? The verbiage of allegedly and and all of that goes down the, the process. But we thought that since one of the board members spoke, that we should have that audio and just lay it out for you in case you missed it. I'll link it up at Swollen Dome on Twitter. We get back into narcissism in the NBA. Technically. Locked and loaded, dominating the ear holes of America. Pillar to post, coast to coast, the Jason Smith Show. Fox Sports Radio, Jason, off tonight, ill. So what does that mean? We get the, yeah, the bringer of great things, the bringer of big NBA stories. Our buddy Aaron Torres sitting in. You hear him on the network and all during the basketball season, college hoops analyst, NBA analyst, and now bringing us gifts of NBA stories. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. By the way, I, I kind of, first of all, it's my jam. This is your jam now? This Shout is your out. officially this, your jam? What do you mean this is my jam? I don't have a jam. We we had a whole yes, we did remember we had a whole conversation about this. You it was some it was I'm was, old. I don't remember was, these things. It was like I Ring, compartmentalize. It was Ringo Starr's birthday or something. Yeah, you, you were, should still be celebrating it. And you you were on a big Beatles kick. And I said, you know, I got a, I got a song too. 
It's called I'm the One by Justin Bieber, DJ Khaled, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne. So and- you're you're picking up the the upper end teenagers or the moms at the Bieber concerts? I, as long as they're legal, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a particularly picky guy, but um, so I'm just trying to figure out range. That's all. The, uh, 18, 18, 18 plus. <laughs> okay, say, easy what enough. Do, what do they say? 18 to party, 21 to drink. Is that how it works? I, I don't know. It's been a while, but I'm, I'm actually not single at all. So I, I have a beautiful girlfriend. Just, but just run with the joke. She's not listening. She might be. You never know. Wow, she that's support. dedication. That's yeah. great. But anyways, probably analyzing me as we speak. But yeah, anyway, no, no, no. So, so she's she's definitely analyzing what I've said the last thirty seconds or so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my jam. And uh, shout out to Alex for playing it again. I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, so oh, what I was gonna say was last hour. Uh, you know, I I made a joke in one segment about that. You know, I bring I bring NBA news. Uh, obviously, uh, Gordon Hayward the day he signed with the Celtics. I was in studio the day Kyrie Irving. Uh, demands a trade. I was in studio. So I made a joke about Carl Anthony Towns going to the Seattle Supersonics. For anyone who didn't get it, yes, that was a joke. The Seattle Supersonics, I don't know if you've heard this, Mike, they don't actually exist right now. So just want to make sure that was You're clear. really bursting my bubble. Okay. I'll tell you. I, I, I mean, we've had rock stars on the show complaining about that and being very agitated. Our friend Softy Maller coming on oh. and, and getting after it with that. I mean, it's it's a big deal. First of all, Softy's my guy. I love Softy. I've uh, been on his show to actually talk a lot of college football uh, and college basketball, too. Not a big LeVar Ball fan, so me and him have, have, have sparred on that. But I got to say this, and, and I'm gonna, all of Seattle is going to crush me for saying this. You guys got to get over it. You got You got an NFL team. You got a major league baseball team. You have MLS soccer, which is apparently big there. You have a major university, <laughs> which is apparently. Yeah, I like so that. here's the deal: I grew up in Connecticut. There was one professional team when I grew up, the Hartford Whalers, that no longer exists. I was at their last game in Hartford before they left and became the Carolina Hurricanes. I saw grown men crying in the in the uh, uh, the the walkways of yeah. the old Hartford. No, it system. happens, buddy. Well, I'm just saying, Seattle, you have two other teams. You have the Mariners. You have the Seahawks. You've won a Super Bowl. I'm really sorry that you don't have an NBA team as well, but you still have stuff to do. I'm from Hartford. There's nothing to do. There's literally tumbleweeds rolling through the streets of Hartford on Friday nights now without the Whalers. Yeah, but here's the big – well, you, you did have that great song, and we commemorated – Brass Bonanza. Yeah, we, we commemorated the Brass Bonanza – author the the musician because he oh. passed just oh. in the last couple of weeks had a nice long run so we we played that uh, incessantly i think jason might have played it uh, one or five times too many uh, uh, al- along the way but seattle though the, the one thing that they have over over hartford though is they they were taunted by the arrival of kevin durant yeah <laughs> but, that's but, true. so so that's the thing that i i think really just the twisting of the knife especially when you start seeing all over twitter that he's finished his first official signing he has a memorabilia deal with panini and so they've been putting out front and center large jerseys that say finals mvp in giant script uh, that he has affixed to his signature i think that's now his official signature kevin durant with giant finals mvp yeah, actually, that was something that I put out on Twitter that Softy retweeted and my timeline just turned into a cesspool. Was at the NBA during the NBA Finals, I said something to the effect of, "Right now, I feel bad for Oklahoma City Thunder fans because the way Kevin Durant is playing right now, they would have won the championship regardless of whether 
they were whether he was playing in Oklahoma City or Golden State. So of course, Softy brought in the Seattle crowd to say, "Yeah, well, if if he had stayed in Oklahoma City, he could still be in Seattle." I'm like, "That's not really where I was going with this Pacific Northwest." I'm really sorry. I thought you were happy people up there. I know it rains a lot, but I've heard like the Pacific Northwest is a fun place. Um, they're happy for a variety of reasons that we probably can't discuss on air. Uh, but they were not happy with. Oh me no, no, night. no! It's it's. It's after ten o'clock Pacific. I mean, and and just saying the weed is okay. Medical marijuana, yes. It doesn't have to be medical. Oh, that it doesn't. Anymore. You're right. No, that's right. And well, that's good for good for business, good for schools and roads and and commerce. It's good for roads, huh? Well, I mean, you got a lot of tax money starting to flow True. in, so that's good for infrastructure. That's 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 a hundred percent correct. Hey, California, you're broke. Finish the job. We went halfway, come the rest of the way. Uh, and we'll leave it at that. I was in Vegas last week, as were you, for yeah. Summer League stuff. I mean, they can't get enough of it. They yeah. legalized it. Now the, all the pot shops, that, that was the headline on all the websites and all the newspapers saying, we're, we're running out of weed because all the tourists are, are lining up for hours on end to get their share. I did not know that. How about that's, that? That's that, incredible. That happened July 1st, there, I- and that's one to grow on. <laughs> that that was a good pun. Thanks, bud. I was going to say, you know, see, I was busy being a professional, being in the arena, watching basketball. I was proud of myself. It was the most professional that I've ever been in Vegas. That's good. Uh, no crazy antics, no nothing like that. I was there. I watched basketball. I talked to my NBA people, my college people, my high school AAU people that were all out there. I was a professional. So the medical, mar- or not the, I keep saying medical, the marijuana lines, I, I just, I, I just, I, they, I didn't see them. I, guess. I didn't see it. Personally, I had other things. I was working. I mean, you I was were. still doing the show. You're professional too. I was there watching bad basketball. I mean, the Nuggets, I think, had four 24-second violations in their game. They're deliberate. They're, they're deliberate. It was amazing. It was <laughs> positively amazing watching the everybody emulating Car- Carmelo Anthony. Look at this. <laughs> I can hold the ball till there's one, two. Look at me. Uh, but I loved going to that high school gym, right, where they you know, sent the teams nobody cared about. Yeah. Wait, that guy's not playing today? Okay, they're playing in Jim B. And it was like a sweaty, dank uh-huh. high school gym, which is fantastic. And you could still walk in with a beer, so it worked out for everybody. Yeah, for people who don't know, there's the main gym where like the real teams play, the Lakers, <laughs> the Celtics. And then there's the auxiliary gym next door, uh, which, you know, for one ticket, you get to go to both yeah, games right. all day long, so it's an awesome yep. value. Uh, but I, as I told you, I went to one game in the auxiliary gym. It was Wizards, and I forget who they were playing the Wizards literally didn't have a single player that's going to play in the NBA next year. So that is the gift and the curse of Summer League. For every Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum that you get and you hope that he's going to be on the court, you also get the Washington Wizards where Daniel Oshefu was their best player. Hey, I watched a little bit of Bryce Alford. I oh. Mean, I, we could talk about guys ducking guys, but I know we, we can – that's a – that's, that's a, a big red edge. That's a tough one. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The topic of the day is Kyrie Irving and wanting out. Blindsided is the surprise. All these, you could basically put up a movie trailer with all those one word things flying through in terms of how LeBron James is feeling after Kyrie Irving says, I, I might want to trade. That was the report from Brian Windhorse of ESPN that he's fed up with the way the direction of the team and the direction of LeBron James in the process. And when we talked to Olden Polonies, our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, a 15-year NBA vet, a little bit earlier, he took it from the head of the snake all the way to the tail. In such a way, I think 
the Cleveland Cavaliers have become one of the most narcissistic organizations in the world because the talk is about everybody else and not them, and it's like we got to do something to get some notoriety and some publicity. There you have it. LeBron James showing up courtside to watch Lonzo Ball play at Summer League, right? Hanging out with Ben Simmons, making some tongues wag about that as well, getting a workout in. So little storylines, and obviously the relationship of Gilbert and James strained all the way through. People saying, you forgot about the letter. No, I didn't forget about the letter. He came back, so obviously he got over it. You should too. Yeah. Okay. He came back and he signed a deal and he came back to Cleveland. Whatever their relationship is, doesn't mean they got to love each other, but they're making it work from a professional standpoint. They may hate each other. They may never talk outside of, hey, make sure that the check goes to this account as opposed to that account. That's all that needs to be done. And even that wouldn't be handled with Dan Gilbert. The, the fact of the matter is LeBron James comes back. Gilbert had the open letter. They don't have to like each other, but it just seems that there's always – a bit of drama. The Kevin Love. Is he getting traded? Is he, That guy's been dangled and photoshopped into so many different jerseys. He may hold a record he at may. this point. Yeah. No, no, no. I, 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 uh, I actually agree with Olden 100%. And I think um, it starts at the top, and not even with LeBron, but, but Dan Gilbert. I mean, Dan Gilbert always finds himself in the center of all these controversies. You know, it's funny. Years ago, Pat Riley coined a phrase, the disease of more, where when you win a championship – Everybody wants more of everything, and usually you're just talking about the players, but I feel like Dan Gilbert wants more attention. You know, David Griff, uh, Griffin, you know, where? how did he fit into that sure. mix there? And so to me, I, I agree with Olden, nothing but drama, nothing but controversy, and it's not just with the players. It's with ownership. It's with the front office. It's it, it, And by the way, it feels like the world we live in where it seemed like, you know, I remember 20 years ago it felt like other than George Steinbrenner, the owners kind of just hung out behind the scenes. And now, whether it's Steve Ballmer, whether it's Mark Cuban, whether it's uh, uh, Dan Gilbert, it seems like all these guys, they want to be part of the conversation, too. And I think it is hurting Cleveland because of it. Yeah, as we look at what what Cleveland has become, now we've watched the drought end for the Cubs taking down the Indians last year and struggles in the year after, but things starting to right. The bats starting to wake up here in the second half with some advantageous matchups to start the second half of the season. But... You, you ended that drought. Likewise, Cleveland ends this massive drought with the, the victory and LeBron James coming back, and they're relevant. And the value and the valuation of this franchise goes through the roof, like all NBA properties have based on the TV rights, etc. But LeBron James leaves. Unless you've got some other superstar in, in, in the waiting, and there's none as big as... As LeBron James, the valuation is going to fall. I mean, even Dan Gilbert has to realize that. It's going to be higher than it was upon your arrival, but certainly not to the heights that it is now when you have the active asset of LeBron James. But you you go through the process, and you're the second-best team. I think we still would believe that. You had your opportunities last year to try to make a splash, but the insistence was keep the band together to defend. So long-term deals get extended to Tristan Thompson, who couldn't find his feet during the NBA Finals, uh, kept wondering if he even knew where he was half the time, and J.R. Smith. And then your big moves are, all right, someone else is picking up the freight, but we bring in Darren Williams, who is useless, and you bring in Kyle Korver, who, as I've said many times on this show, missed the only shot of his NBA career that ever mattered. And 
lest we forget, even if he hits that shot, people, there's no guarantee that the loss then comes the next game because I have to believe that Golden State comes out with a little different fever and push have if they lose the prior game. But that's a whole other part of it. So they made moves, and they're millions upon millions of dollars over the salary cap. We're talking 40-plus million dollars. What is there to do without one of those assets going away? And we had the presumptive trade of Kevin Love. Like I said, he's been tied to almost everybody at this point, perhaps the Supersonics. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. what's left of the the core there uh, in terms of the fan base. But the, the reality is there's not a lot you can do. So frustrations have to mount when you know as much as everybody else is changing things around, there's really not a whole lot you can do. Yeah, and it's something we've talked about uh, for the last couple weeks. All You know, all of us, all of our shows, I'm sure you and Jason have talked about it. We've certainly talked about it. It's funny because there was this big push to get Paul George and and that he was going to alleviate all these concerns. I don't think so. Is he the he's not the guy? That's what I mean. And <laughs> you got to give up Kevin Love and and it's what you said. It, as good as Cleveland is, relative to the rest of the NBA, they're great, but they're still so far behind the Golden State Warriors. I almost wonder if this Kyrie Irving if they trade him I think it could help things because they do have holes to fill. They do need to get younger. They do need to get better defensively on the wing. And if you can add a couple pieces and just, you know, just floating out names, but but somehow the Suns have gotten in the mix here, maybe in a three-team trade, you get Eric Bledsoe. I think Kurt Heelan referenced mm-hmm. that uh, from Basketball Talk, and, and, and he said, you know, you get Eric Bledsoe and another young player. This might not be the worst thing because, as you said, there's not many moves you can make other than to continue to add – onto the luxury tax that already exists, but you're only going to get those older veterans, as you said, the the Darren Williams, the Kyle Corvers, the Andrew Bogut. And when we look at a potential deal as well, you may get that true point guard, which Kyrie Irving is not, which may give you an extra year if you can convince LeBron James to settle a bit in terms of owning the ball. Maybe if he sticks around, you get a little more longevity and the longer tail to the greatness of his career. Well, we'll talk about the odds of Kyrie Irving getting out of town. And yeah, lots of prop bets about OJ. Our buddy Todd Furman stops by from Vegas next. OJ. Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith show live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Jason Smith out tonight, a little bit under the weather, i.e., Writing down all the lyrics to Descendants 2 and choreographing sick. his own dance numbers, allegedly. Because we have to say that, right? Alex Tyshirt, our technical producer of the show, I have to say allegedly a lot. You have to. It's like kind of the indentation of making it. We know what's happening, but we're not going to say it. Okay, yeah. Well, that's enough. I mean, perhaps he also forgot to put sunscreen on while hanging out at the beach. Not sure. See, I like I just like using allegedly because it just protect. I just take it as it protects me from anything. Oh yeah, he was allegedly in a police chase and is behind bars right now. That's why we can't allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. That's right. He might have been in the police chase that we were trying to track down here in the Geico Studios. You know that is a habit, and that is you know Anchorman Two did it beautifully. But certainly for us here in the Geico Studios, whenever there is a car chase, our listeners will tweet in to let oh. us know that there's one to be had. Can I on LA television? It's a beautiful thing. Can I go old man get off my lawn for a second? Sure. I'm kind of over car chases. I'm not gonna lie; they're all kind of the same to me. Like I, I, I don't know. It's just like it's it's like you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of a sports analogy here. It's like I don't know. It's it's like the it's like the NBA dunk contest. Like you you go in thinking, oh, I'm so excited. This is gonna be awesome. 
and then she's like, they all kind of end the same, and you're just like, eh, whatever. That was that was like that was like a seven. Like, cool. There was a crash. Like, he's arrested. Cool. He tried to flee. Like, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, you've already seen the guys running without their shirts on cops and everything else. That's so. what I'm saying. But every but once in a while. Fuck. Yeah, no. Thank you, Kevin Harlan. We get one of those every now and again, or maybe the door opens and there's 10 dogs. We've seen that. Oh. We've had, you know, little herds of cats, and the police officers are more interested in the cat, and the guy starts strolling up the freeway. I mean, there's all sorts of craziness that we get to see, and we get to do it live here in the Geico studios. We get to do play-by-play. Herds of cats. Okay, I'm into I'm into the, the, the colony of cats. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, some, some weird things kind of happen. And every once in a while, that's actually a really uh, a beater car that's kind of going down the highway, so you're waiting to see exactly how badly it's going to turn. A man who knows... You don't put odds. You don't lay the money on guys trying to get away from the good people of the Los Angeles Police Department. Our buddy Todd Furman, Bet the Board Podcast, at Todd Furman on Twitter, live in Las Vegas. Todd, you wouldn't lay odds on those guys. Uh, We would not lay odds on that, but we will lay odds on Cleveland Cavaliers that want to flee their franchise alongside New York Knicks that want to try and get away. The greener pastures. And Aaron, I'll go one step further. It's not like the NBA dunk contest. It's like the NBA regular season these days. That's true. 82 game preseason nowadays. Todd, you know what what else it's like? The UConn women's regular season. Todd also spent time in Connecticut just like I did. How about that? I mean, hey, pass all run in interesting trajectories. And when you get exposed to the dynasty that is the UConn Lady Huskies, I mean, you have to appreciate women's basketball for what it is. That being said, I don't think I've watched a WNBA game over the last five to seven years. But you've still profited from it. All right, let's go to that Kyrie Irving <laughs> list of potential suitors. Early odds, early money, where, where are we looking at in terms of favorites? Yeah, Bet Online actually hung numbers earlier today. Kyrie, an overwhelming favorite to return to the Cavaliers despite his trade requests or demands, however you want to try and preface it. You'd have to put up $3 to make a dollar coming back. The interesting second team on the board would be the New York Knicks listed at 6-1, to one, and that's where things start to get a little bit more interesting when you have the field at 12-1, to one, the San Antonio Spurs up there, and the Minnesota Timberwolves at 14-1. to one, A lot of speculation, and I don't really believe any of it, that maybe Cleveland would love to get Andrew Wiggins back, the player that got away in exchange for Kyrie. Fascinating stuff. Uh, I, I have been told, by the way, that there are quite a few – uh, you know, odds out on O.J. Simpson and everything that happened yesterday. Don't disavow the knowledge. I saw you counting off 20s. You were pulling <laughs> bills and saying, how do I get some action? All right, so here's the deal. Here's my here's my theory, Todd Furman. I believe that there will be a Kardashian reunion special. It's going to be teased for months as the emotional reunion between the Kardashians and O.J. Simpson. We discussed maybe a dust-up with Scott Disick. What are the odds that this happens? And by the way, when I say odds, I mean literally because you are going to tell us how we can bet on O.J. Simpson appearing on the Kardashians. Well, I think the real interesting odds that we should try and get set is will O.J. Simpson, well, excuse me, will Rob Kardashian circulate revenge porn of O.J. Simpson in some capacity? Whoa! Given, given, given one took how about place that? In, his, in his cell leading up to his parole, uh, but you're exactly right. It was a major betting opportunity. O.J. to get paroled was about a one-to-four favorite that number ballooned as high as one to eight. Hey, Todd, I can, I, can I stop you on that for a second? Did, was fire there, away, was there any li- live betting where that was changing as he started talking and people were grimacing? I don't know if there was any live betting, but I will say that OJ's career as a stand-up comedian, he will not be at the Laugh Shack anytime <laughs> soon in Vegas or Los Angeles cracking jokes 
But when you look at his body language and his demeanor throughout that whole engagement, he had to know that he was getting out long before they actually handed down the official edict. So, go ahead, Aaron. I, I just want the odds on the Kardashians. I mean, I, I ask a question, you just dodge it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think when we when we look at his first, you know, public appearance, we'll put the Kardashians up there. I figure that you know, Fox Sports 1 will make a push to get an exclusive with OJ. But I think the sleeper in all this, it wouldn't shock me in the least that Barstool Sports finds a way to wrangle OJ in, and we see him on their series of podcasts or somewhere on their blog getting OJ's first public comment after he becomes a free man, after spending time in the fine correctional system here in the lovely state of Nevada. I really thought you were going to say he was going to take a bump in the WWE. Todd Furman <laughs> on with us here at the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio, live from the Geico Studios, former odds maker at Caesar. You can find him on the Bet the Board podcast, cast at Bet the Board pod, and at Todd Furman on Twitter. Contributor is CBS Interactive. Fox Sports 1, the race hub, the man is everywhere, giving you all the information and and lines you need to push forward. So the circus finished after its four-day run and a lot of, well, talk that really for many people crossed lines and and went into some dark places. Uh, McGregor, Mayweather, I know there's been line movement. Where's it sitting today? Yeah, if you look at this number right now, Floyd Mayweather is low as a a $6.5 favorite at some recreational casinos out here in Vegas. What that means, you'd have to put up $6.50 to make a dollar coming back. Some of the books known to deal to much more sophisticated players still have Floyd listed as a 1-9 to favorite. Now, where this gets interesting, guys, is you talk to a lot of the sports books, both here and in the Caribbean. They're saying their ticket count, for every one ticket they're getting on Floyd Mayweather, 20 tickets are coming in on Conor McGregor. And the sports books I've spoken to have said they fully expect going into that August 26th much-touted bout that we're going to see seven figure liability and a lot of sports books here in the desert may have to declare bankruptcy should conor mcgregor pull off that upset you know one of those suckers that bet on mcgregor you're talking shocker to torres shocker torres you're going to tell me that you love the value in the underdog in conor mcgregor right i, I do well everything i know about gambling i learned from you so if i like the value I, it, it but it's off. terrible value in terms of what the true odds should be though right todd that is a very good point. I mean, if you're talking about true odds, you probably need about 13 or 14 to one on Conor McGregor, and that might not be enough to get me to the window. But, Harm, you're sitting <laughs> Aaron's just shaking his head. You guys are just crushing hell, me right man. now. Harm, 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 you're sitting in studio across from a man who I think still owes me 50 bucks from a Heisman bet that was made during our <laughs> oh, Fox, that's Sports, right. Fox Sports Live launch years ago. So when you talk about his gambling plus interest, and baby. etiquette in the industry, I mean, clearly you have to disregard his opinion on the topic. By the way, you you have to admit though that was a great bet on my part. I I Mel, I'll never forget this, Mike. You'll appreciate this being a Big Ten guy. Melvin Gordon was like thirty to one that year. I put down a fifty spot. I owe you, Todd. I'll I'll, I'll get back to you. Uh, it's all right. We we recoup all those debts and drink credits out here in Vegas. I know you and Harm are frequenters to our oasis in the desert, so I don't worry about it, and I don't collect interest. You know, we'll have a couple adult beverages, and we'll call it even. Okay, I was worried when you said we figure out our way to collect our debts. I was worried that somebody <laughs> was showing up in my apartment later tonight. So. Thing with the guy in the place. You've seen people, shadowy figures, walking outside our window here in the Geico Studios, right? i, I got to be more careful now. So. Uh, yeah, so that was a great bet, though. I bet Melvin Gordon when nobody knew who he was, and he finished, I think, in second that year behind Mariota, but anyway. Well, for- fortunately, these Charger fans now know who he is, despite his rookie season performance. So playing right there in your backyard, maybe you can go down to Carson a few Sundays throughout the fall and tell Melvin he owes you a few bucks, or we'll find a nice profit, a prop bet, excuse me, to re- recoup some of that loss. Last one for you, 30 seconds, uh, Todd. If 
the last week about Ezekiel Elliott and everything. Obviously, they dismissed the latest, but NFL looming suspension. Has, has that done anything to move the Cowboys' odds? It has not. He was actually a plus 140 underdog to actually be saddled with a suspension. That number is since off the board. But when you look at the Cowboys, they are America's team. Most sports books have them listed as a second favorite behind only the Patriots. The Oakland Raiders, the team that's been moving up the board, the Raiders opened about 15 to 1. Some books in town have them as low as 8 to 1. But if you shop around, you can still find a 12. Amazing guys that we're t- going to be talking about pro football for now for the next four or five months starting in just a few short weeks of that Hall of Fame game. Beautiful things. Hydrate, my friend. Todd Furman live from Las Vegas. The Bet the Board podcast at Todd Furman on Twitter and a guy who hasn't piled interest up on you, Mr. Torres. <laughs> Todd, Always I- a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Todd. See, he just says thanks, but now he's all sullen. He's like, oh, the 50 bucks. I forgot about the 50 bucks. He'll give you opportunities to win it back, I'm sure, Aaron. I think it'll be fine. By the way, he talked about the lovely corrections facilities in Nevada. Yep. I, w- I wanted to know if, if there are odds on the uh, the Lovelace Softball League. Yeah, I mean, you know what? OJ. Just make sure we mark that down. We'll get Todd on a podcast here to follow up with that because I'm sure he has some thoughts on the Softball League and the betting and what gets exchanged therein. We'll talk next about the changing face of the NBA. Maybe just shuffle it all. That's the idea. Coming up next here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, the Jason Smith Show. But first, we step up to Tom Looney. We find out what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show continues live from the Geico Studios. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres. Jason Smith off this evening. From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. In about 15 minutes, we'll get to the play of the night and a, an Uber story that would frighten Jason Smith if he were sitting in this seat. But first, we've talked a lot about change in the NBA and everybody putting up on the whiteboard, the blackboard, the poster board, whatever they got, saying, all right, here's the Warriors, here's us. How do we close that gap? And it's a lot of rearranging of players and wholesale deals and recruitment in the summer league and going and watching what, for many of those guys, was just some great pickup games that they'll remember forever wearing the generic jerseys that were passed out this time around. I'm sure merchandising and sales are to come in short order where we, we get fancier duds. Although they did have merch tents all over the place. If you were at the airport, I heard they had places where you could buy summer league t-shirts as well with some nifty slogans on them. But what we're seeing is just players deciding where I want to go. Where do I want to play and, and get the next run of contract. John Wall, I have to retract some of the dopiness statements that I made because really when they offer you the super max, max power, you, you just sign it, you smile, and you, and you say, all right, let's keep going. I, I don't see why there would ever be a hesitation. Well, you know who's going to forfeit the, the super max is Kyrie Irving if no, he that, leaves Cleveland. No, that's just it. He's potentially leaving it on the table, which I think someone's got to just grab him and, and say, Kyrie, let's think about this. Let's also think about the fact that they could send you to Charlotte. They could send you to Detroit. They could send just go down the list of the teams that have been terrible for for a long period of time. And don't tell me that getting to 40 wins is any grand achievement for any of you out there. So when we're looking at so many, even the biggest stars, just say, well, I'm ready to move. And obviously they're the ones that have pretty lofty shoe deals along the way, where sometimes you wonder if these shoe companies are also helping direct things in terms of their earnings along the way, Kevin Durant. Uh, that we go through the process and 
Now it's, why, how about we just redraft, shuffle up and deal? Everybody gets new starts. We don't have super teams anymore. It's the CBA in, in the Harmon world where now we just shuffle up and deal and, and let the chips fall where they may. A new exciting brand of NBA action coming soon to a city near you. I'm on board, and it would, one, it would just bring up the fascinating question of who do you go with? Kevin Durant, finals MVP, who's about 28 years old, has probably five, six years left of his prime. LeBron, who basically guarantees you a trip to the NBA finals. Is it Steph Curry? Maybe Lonzo Ball. No, 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 no. No, come on. You can't push that on me. No, I tried to Don't sneak that Don't even try to you. sneak that by me, buddy. It's late at night. You know, I just, I didn't know if you were, I just want to make sure. I've had a lot of coffee, Aaron Torres. You're uh, not getting that one past me. Okay. All right. Very good. Not so, if he's going to duck De'Aaron Fox. No one, no one's ducking anybody in the NBA. Okay. That was. I just lobbed that up for you because I, I know that is, you know, I, I'm in a, near and dear to your heart. I, I'm in a three month, uh, holy war with Kentucky fans right now that the Lakers have made this catastrophic mistake because they did not take De'Aaron Fox, who outplayed Lonzo Ball in the NCAA tournament, even though Lonzo Ball really didn't guard De'Aaron Fox all that much and wasn't really all that responsible for any of the points that De'Aaron Fox got. But it's There a, are other hills to die on, though. I know. Than, than the De'Aaron Fox-Lonzo Ball. This was finally the week uh, that I just said I ha- I've had enough. I did, however. But what about if I told you that Kuzma should have been the MVP? I think so. I, I <laughs> Listen, I, I think so. I mean, by the way, Kuzma sat out the same game as Lonzo Ball. Nobody was, cared. Was Kuzma ducking De'Aaron Fox? He oh, never by the way, met De'Aaron Fox. Oh, <laughs> by the way, De'Aaron Fox set out the second half of that Lakers game. Was he ducking Alex Caruso? Who had he, ni- he was just sad. See, I... He was See, sad because he, he didn't get the matchup. I, I think he was ducking Alex Caruso. I think he was afraid of Alex Caruso. New Laker, Alex Caruso. That, that's my big— Legend. That's my new big— Summer League legend. That's my new big Twitter thing is that it's Ale- that De'Aaron Fox is afraid of Alex Caruso. Of course it's absurd, but it's just as absurd saying that Lonzo Ball is afraid of De'Aaron Fox. But I agree with you. Kyle Kuzma was the best player at Summer League. Now, the optics were bad on sitting out that game with the way they sent out notification. I don't believe that he ducked him. I just think you, if he's legitimately hurt, yeah, you got you got to get out ahead of it a little bit more than they did because all you did was was ramp things up. Yeah, and by the way, I was literally driving to Vegas as that news broke, so nobody was more disappointed than me. My whole thing was it was the Lakers that pulled him out. It wasn't Lonzo Ball. But the point is, again, you had forty eight hours where you let everybody just celebrate. And wash him up really nice after a triple double. And hype that game up. And hype it, right? And you hype this game, you let the network hype the game. You were doing interviews that day, everything's fine, and then he doesn't play. The optics were just bad. It's like you gotta get you gotta know better than that. In this yeah. when everybody's looking for any reason to assail what's going on and for the NBA summer league that suddenly went from being nobody cared to everything. Like you got to realize that it's going to create a bad look for what's going on. And De'Aaron Fox immediately putting out the face palm thing doesn't yeah. help matters. Doesn't help matters because even if he deletes that tweet, it's out there. It is. Well, here's here's the f- ironic part, I guess, of the idea of Lonzo Ball ducking De'Aaron Fox. They play in the same division. They're going to play like six times a year for the very foreseeable. No, game. sure, but this would have let it sit for another three months, just like yeah. the NCAA tournament thing sat and now it sits and continues to be your twitter hell it is i i just I, like just thinking about this is driving me crazy but i like I which li- is what's fun about it yeah i literally left it at De'Aaron fox is afraid of alex caruso and i refuse to comment on it any further and that, i think that 
made more people upset than anything else. So that's absurd. <laughs> well, it's you know what else is absurd? Lonzo Ball. If you, if you go to that pitch again, it may stick. You got to be careful. I don't. I don't even know. I hit a. I hit a, a yeah, decibel level that I didn't even know I could hit there. Uh, I was like puberty all over again. But uh, it's. I just can't. Uh, that that situation just drove me. I, I think I have like six gray hairs on my head. Four of them came just from that one situation. Wow. Yeah, it it was. That's I was a powerful so, thing. I was so. It, it was like an all day thing. Here was the other thing too, Mike Harmon. I was at the DMV while this was going on. So so I'm dealing with these idiots at the DMV. Nobody's being. We nice. love everybody at the DMV. Do not have Aaron Torres's car impounded, towed, or or targeted for uh, repossession here. T- Todd Furman already has guys coming for my fifty bucks that I own from like yeah, it was 2011. only fifty bucks, buddy. I know. That's harsh. Well, listen, yeah, but he's got people hanging out waiting to get, get my money. Now the DMV is going to slash my I'll get you out of tires. the parking lot, okay. Okay, I hope so. After that, you're on your own. Yeah, but so I'm at the DMV. I'm dealing with uh, this idiot teller that isn't helping me at all. I'm trying to change over my plates to California after five years of living here, which is a, I think I just confessed to a crime on air. But anyways, so I'm dealing with these- There might be some penalties. These awful people at the DMV, and then I just have these Kentucky fans nonstop- you're absurd. Lonzo Ball is just clearly afraid of De'Aaron. Shut up. He's not afraid. It was the third game of Summer League. Well, if he was a real pro, he wouldn't have sat out. Well, Magic Johnson told him to sit out. Of course he's going to sit out. I mean, I could go on all day here. This is just I, – I, Just take a deep breath. It's okay. I'm getting gray hair. No, you got to let that go. I know. It's, it's not worth it. It's really not. Yeah. Some of the things I get called on a nightly basis. Oh, I know. I mean, it ain't even close. No. <laughs> I mean, that's – and I the thing the thing is I I'm not gonna lie I I tend to fan the flames on these things and this bit. was one of them, uh, but then it just went down it just be, got to a place where I was just like I just can't have this argument anymore. Thankfully, there's no basketball for the next three months on the court, so we can you know I'm sure somehow it'll come up again. But in the meantime, we can just talk uh, random hot stove stuff with Kyrie Irving. Good times, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Mike Carmen alongside Aaron Torres, who's not welcome in the Commonwealth. Of Kentucky. Or the DMV. Or the DMV anymore. But you know what? Those guys, when they go home, they're not thinking about the DMV, so they will not hold a grudge against you. Coming up next, we have the play of the night, a mammoth home run, a story about Uber and sex at a ballpark. Good times. That's next. So That's absurd. (laughs) Well, it's you know what else is absurd? Lonzo Ball. OJ. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres, Jason Smith, off this evening. And it's time for the Geico play of the night. We got to get to that right off the jump because it is a GIF. It is a piece of video that is taking the internet by storm. And it involves, well, the big slugger from the Bronx. Swung on, there it goes, deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Upper deck, a tremendous this home run for Aaron Judge. All rise. Here comes the Judge. It's a three-run home run to left. And the Yankees take a 5-1 lead. CeCe Sabathia had to come out and say, no, it landed up there. Up Really? Yeah, up there. 31st home run of the year for Aaron Judge. Well, the batting average and everything may drop off and you expect a bit of regression as the season goes on and people will say home run derby and all that other nonsense. Fact of the matter is when he hits it, that crack of the bat is unmistakable. He's the man. Yeah. No, I mean, 
I'm already tired of the is Aaron Judge the face of baseball conversation, but he's a great story. You can have it there, 877-99 on Fox. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, please don't call in because we will not take your call. Not on this subject anyways. But <laughs> uh, Can't do it. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, look, I mean, I think that uh, – you know, for baseball, you obviously do need storylines. And, oh, by the way, the fact that it's in the Bronx, in New York, I think it's good for baseball. By the way, good for good for us Aarons, you know. We got Judge, go. Rogers, and Torres. It's a, That's a good big three right there. Look at you. Big three. Way to get the brand. You want to just call yourself part of the big baller brand, too, saying you're bringing it. There you go, LaVar. Thanks for bringing that in. Play of the Night brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Yankees 5-1 winner. Other story in Major League Baseball making the rounds. Well, live from City Field, a quick six-second gif, uh, well, video, uh, going around rkline91, the Twitter account of two folks, uh, well, Getting after it and a little slide over baby kind of moment. And now they're banging each other. Yeah, Susan, that's the better way to put it. So that also one of the plays of the night. Highlight of the Mets season, I would say, so far. That's just it. In in a season that's been terrible and supposedly Jonas Cespedes wants to go and finish his career in Oakland, that's not helping. Usually the only way to get booed at a Mets game is to be the Mets. Wow, there you go. Seth Meyers, Northwestern product. Finally, we have this story from the NFL. In April... The free agent NFL offensive tackle Michael Orr was cited for assaulting an Uber driver. The 911 call has now been, well, released for the Tennessean. We've got customer driving Uber now. Okay, and what's going on? Uh, I drove them. He's drunk. He's trying to attack me right now. Okay, where are you? I'm attacked right now, man. I'm attacked. He's just attacked. I think he's a Titan player, maybe. He beat me. Never happened to me before. <laughs> right next to me, following me again. What the hell's with it with people biting other people? We had it earlier this week. Henry Romero take, took a chunk out of Josie Aldador and then twisted his nipple uh, in, in the U.S. game in the Gold Cup. The other day, one of the more ass, and I think this is twice in a week. Obviously, this happened in April, but we're now just hearing about that he bit him. Just absolutely absurd. What is this? I was just going to say, bad week for the blind side. Like, blind side not aging well as a movie. Hugh Freeze out because of the hookers. I Michael Orr attacking Uber drivers. I hope, just, just, I hope Sandra Bullock. I hope everything well, works. Well, Tim out. McGraw and Faith Hill are still on tour together. They seem to be deeply in love. Okay, there we go. So, Michael Orr. Freeze out, but the other two are in. There you go. Coming up next, the Prince of Darkness. It's a bite along with a twist. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.